Well, shit. You found the Low Life Podcast again. I don't know how you keep doing it, but congratulations. Um, this is our Saturnalia episode. <laughs> or Yule. Yeah. Or Solstice. Because it's yeah, probably coming out solstice. winter solstice. It's like either we're recording this on Thursday, December 21st. So it's <laughs> happy winter solstice, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, happy end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eat, eat some you holiday. Made it. Um, or whatever they do. Uh, light a tree on fire. I don't know how this works. Yeah. Um, I am coin ops. Uh, I am. It's well, guys. It's a long one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me introduce uh, the team here. We I'm, I'm, we have a uh, scum. Scum is with uh, us. Hello. I I'm on so much coffee right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was taking that opportunity to hit a pipe. Okay, uh, uh, we are <coughs> here with zero. Uh, yes, I concur with my colleagues. Uh, Going to be a long one. Uh, Merriam oh, uh, uh, Grime Smash or whatever you celebrate. No judgments here. Um, right. Do 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 your thing. Um, and uh, also Shadow Link. Yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> Yeah, there it is. Oh, buddy. <coughs> yeah. We are getting comfortable. For this greetings one. from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Okay, oh, we're, so. we're, in the, we're in the mood today. We, we have been, yes, we are in the mood. In the I've been wanting to record this episode for six months. And, um... <laughs> Dude, for longer. How long yeah. have you been talking about this movie? It's I, definitely not been six months. It's been at least two years. Probably. I probably brought it up yeah. a couple of years ago, but I didn't realize. So here's the funny thing about it. As long as this episode is going to be, it probably still won't be as long as the film we watched, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. yeah. This um, is. It might be as long as the theatrical cut. It's an odyssey is what it is. It might be as long as the theatrical cut, but it will not be as long as this. It, it, it can't be. I can't. Yeah. It'll be and also, this episode we finish recording. Oh yeah, this episode wouldn't exist without Patreon. This yes. is, and this is the most I can say that because we had to buy everything with our Patreon money yes. to make this yeah. episode happen. So thank you. Yes, now, to be thank fair, you. The copies of the, the 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 Criterion editions for this film were uh, on sale for twenty bucks. So that was dope. Gorgeous um, Blu-ray. Know, gorgeous Blu-ray. And uh, I need to tell you, before we I, I reveal what it is, I got to go back in time. We're talking about maybe the mid 90s or so. Yeah. Early, early 90s. I was still working with a, a buddy of mine who was a uh, manager. There were dogs Airwolf? barking in the background. I'm, I'm not doing anything about that. <laughs> T is going to be coming home in a moment. This could be the moment. I don't know. Uh, but back in the day this friend of mine got me into uh film vendors he, he suggested this movie because I, I he had gotten me into nick cave and the bad seeds nice uh, yeah fuck yeah yeah uh shout out to harry um he's a g uh so we <laughs> actually the last time i saw him he had come up here to dc to go see the deers play at dc9 and oh. it was incredible because now they're one of my favorite fucking bands in the world. Like I'd never heard them before I got their first album, Desolation Street. Recommend it. It's fantastic. That is a um, decent venue. Yeah, it's a great venue. But uh he he got me into uh Vin Benders. He's like, yo, check out this movie, Wings of Desire. 
and it really is one of like my favorite movies period it's a romantic film about angel like these angels who can like listen to people's thoughts in the whole nine yards and the one angel falls in love with uh solvita martin who plays this trapeze artist in germany and peter folk plays himself filming an episode of uh, a colombo movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's brilliant but there's also a cameo from nick gave of the bed seats this is really funny really funny moment it's called wings of desire it's great (laughs) and uh the angel can hear nick's thoughts his mouth is closed and he's not near the microphone and you hear nick's thoughts and nick's thoughts are don't tell him about a girl don't tell him about a girl and then he walks up to the mic and he's like i want to tell you about a girl (laughs) (laughs) so so, yeah so peter falk how like major is his character in this pretty major He's not, he's not like a main okay, character, so but he's this like orbiting character who shows up in all these different locations and scenes and stuff. Between it, this and between that and until the end of the world, that explains a lot about her. Like, oh where yeah. Her comes, where a lot, like where that and fuck, uh, being John Malkovich comes from. Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll get to it. Yeah. So anyway, I went on this big Vim Vendors kick. I watched <laughs> Paris, Texas. I loved it. It's got Harry Dean Stanton in it. It's a road movie. This guy God, comes out I of the desert it. with I no miss, memory. I miss the days. I miss the days when I, when I was able to focus enough on one single like director. Yeah, well, yeah and I was like a was kid. On those just, your brain's open. You know, yeah. I'm listening to all sorts of yeah. stuff. Your brain's a sponge. And uh, then this, uh, there's this other double VHS tape for this movie called until the end of the world. Yeah. And most of the people I talked to like, uh, were, were like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's really interesting and stuff, but it's, it feels like there's something missing. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I bought it and I went home and I watched it and I thought it was cool. Like it looked like it was really reaching for something, but it wasn't done. You know, like there was just something, yeah. Oh, this is an interesting, it's a little curiosity. You know, it's, it's not my favorite of his movies. And this again is a theatrical release that you, yes. that you did. Yeah, and it's a, it, remind it's about, us how long that is. Uh, two hours, like thirty-eight minutes or so. Two hours. <sighs> 30, That's a long 30. movie. Yeah, it's still a long movie, but uh, it, it's it, it's more like two and a half. You know what I mean? Because it does, it doesn't do what this one does. Yeah, it's not enough. Like, it's, it, it's, it's yeah, not. It's just not like we're gonna. It's listener. We're gonna be talking about a movie that's like five hours long. Four and, forty-seven, I think. Yeah, yeah and like picture how two and a half hours was not enough to capture this film. It, it needed isn't. to be its full. Be like, see, you better find a comfortable seat. You're going to be there for a while, yeah. but well, it needed to be told in such a big way. Well, and then that was the thing, you know, vendors was coming off of uh, two con victories. Uh, I think Paris, Texas won the Palm door and he won like best film or best director for wings of desire. Right. So, and he'd he'd want to make he he's been trying to make this movie since like I think he said seventy seven. Wow. He, he said he went to Australia through the back door. He was in Bali and he just like landed in Darwin, and he immediately <laughs> like just fell in love with the place and it was North like coast oh. right yeah yeah. And he he just he started immediately thinking of like a science fiction movie because this was just this place of just ancient wonder comes across in the film honestly like yeah. when we do get to australia in the film it is this there's nowhere else like it on mm-hmm. earth it is beautiful desolate mm-hmm. serene serene uh when you meet the 
uh, Aboriginal people, it's holy, and you could see why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes across like it's a very respectful film. Some really Here. incredible vistas and camera work. It's just yeah. really impressive. It's incredible. The color, the his love alone. for the place comes through in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Here, and, yeah. And his love for any place. Like he filmed in places he loved. Um, there's that this. Comes uh, ac- oh my God, that comes across so hard. <laughs> there's a, I watched all the bonus features on this thing. And one of the fun ones was he's in the back of this like convertible in like a, like in Rome. And it's like black and white. And it's like a little rainy or it's like gray. It might be even be in color, but it's like gray. And it's just like a shitty day out. And he sits there and he starts talking about Australia and he gets overwhelmed at one point. And then he, he's like talking about it more. He's like, you know, if I keep talking about this, I'm just going to have you take me to the travel agent. I'm going to get a ticket and go there right fucking now, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I feel that, you know, um, and there's a lot of just like very interesting things about this film. Like it took him, you know, almost 20 years to kind of get it together, um, get the funding for it you know assemble the cast and stuff um he even like cast actors who had worked for this one oh god i can't remember his name now um cone uh i can't remember his first name yoshihiro cone he was a famous uh uh japanese director and he considered him to be a mentor and Hmm. there's a scene where they go to the inn in japan and uh he has herbs like put on his eyes those yes the man and the woman had done films with cone before and um he wanted to cast them because he's he's you know such a big fan of theirs and stuff like it was just it's like this is a very deeply personal film for him and a lot of the things he did it it comes really makes sense uh, i'm remembering that really makes sense (laughs) that kind of yeah yeah, that kind of reinforces my idea of how like this film is a, a bit of like a bygone eight, like a time capsule in a lot of ways. Well, it's, it, it, it's, it really it's, is. It's basically uh-huh. a historical movie at this point, even though it yeah. takes place, little context takes place in the future of 1999. And it came out in 1991. Oh, wait, yeah. no, let me, let me yeah, tangent here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the thing about this that's really interesting is that when he was putting this film together, when he was actually getting down to filming it, he'd written 20 letters to various artists and got 18 replies. So the soundtrack is by some of his favorite artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like here. Let me, let me look at the disc real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The Talking Heads, yeah. with the last song they ever created as a band together. Um, Julie Cruz, uh, rest in peace. Nana Cherry, Lou Reed, REM, Elvis Costello doing a fucking Kink song. Yeah. Uh, Patty Smith, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Depeche Mode, uh, Jane yeah. Syberry with Katie Lang, T Bone Burnett, Daniel Lanois, and fucking U two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was. This was like. It's a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. This was the 90s for mm-hmm. a minute. A time of yeah. incredible movie soundtracks, and this was not exactly I mean, I, I wouldn't know personally. I wasn't really there. No, but I mean, the, the film, now we should just say this off the top. The film was made for $23 million. It fucking flopped. It didn't even make back 900 So hard. It was only in like, how many theaters did it really show in? Like, not a lot. It went like, from like four to like maybe 12, and then that was it. It's so, it's like a stupidly small number. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, but the soundtrack went batshit. Like we, oh, when we yeah. were working at a record store, we couldn't keep it on the shelves. That was the era, dude. That was the era for like cinema soundtracks as a yeah. as a means to sell a film. Yeah, this was when like trip hop was new, mm-hmm. right? And there were like a couple mm-hmm. of yeah. songs on there. Yeah, the, the yeah the Nana Cherry one for sure. Well, like yeah. the U two song, I think they ended up it ended up being track four in Octoon Baby. Right. 
but it was made here. And one of the songs that actually isn't on the soundtrack and hadn't been available until fairly recently was Peter Gabriel's version of The Blood of Eden that he cut for the movie. It's not like the album version. It has different. It's uh, really different. I noticed that when I was like, "Holy shit, is that is that Gabriel?" Yeah, it's so gorgeous. And he he put out this collection of covers, uh, or not covers, but like the weird songs, the uh, periphery songs. Like uh, I think the song he did with um, Deep Forest on the uh, Strange Day soundtracks on there. You know, like all these like tracks you just couldn't get anywhere else, and this hadn't mm-hmm. been available until then. And I I like. I damn near cried when I heard it again. I was just like, oh, this is the better version. I'm sorry. But it's a it's it's so much. It's so much. It's a road film, it's a romance, it's a fucking music video. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. let the music just play. Uh, and the funny thing is they yeah. tease that fucking U2 song out over the course of the five hours. Like there's a little bit of it here, but it's all trouble. They do that with a couple songs, don't they? Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. The uh the kink yeah. song. There was an REM song, wasn't there? There is an REM song, but they yeah. that's the fretless. I think he just plays that one in the uh, jukebox when he's waiting for it at the one point. Gotcha. But there's just, oh, it's it's so much. It's it's a lot to watch. It's a lot and the to way, take. The way they cut it, too, and intersperse it, it really is more like uh, like shooting a video a lot of the times. It's a mm-hmm. very ambient experience, which is yes. just... Yeah. It, it that's feels a like great this, way to put this it. This movie yes. somehow set the tone of the early 90s so yeah and that's kind of the first time i watched it so the first time i watched it was for this uh film for uh sorry <laughs> for this recording uh was the first time i watched this film I, I i had never seen a wenders film uh i kind of broke towards herzog when i got into german film mm-hmm. but um uh just really fascinating, like said, a, a time capsule uh, of the era and uh and really just fantastic accomplishment for, for yeah, the way it that really it ended up with the final version yeah beautiful it, uh, I, I would guess. i would go definitely ahead. wait yep go Shadowly, yeah oh, i was just gonna say as uh eyeball would say it's very it's naturalistic this is a very naturalistic uh post cyber yeah. film yeah after the second watching i was definitely like okay i i like it because it, it reads like a dream mm. in yes. so many instances in so many yeah. parts yeah, it's it's so fun. To it is it is like, it's, it's like you keep the way your brain, especially now, you keep waiting for there to be these dire stakes. Oh my god, that <laughs> yeah. was my brain the entire time. You know, I was now expecting that you pointed someone out, to be a bastard or something. Shit. God yeah. damn it! Now and, that just opens and, up. A yeah, lot everyone of is just well, yeah, like. The dire go, stakes go are here. Here are the dire stakes. There's <laughs> yeah. Give a summary. There's a nuclear satellite that India had put into the air that is in a decaying orbit, and the world is afraid of what's going to happen. They don't know if this thing is just going to smear radiation all over the world. They don't know if it's going to like start a chain reaction, which uh, mirrors the early fears of detonating the first uh, atomic atmosphere. Bomb. Yeah, exploding. Right. They thought it was. Just this is like a the era. Cuban Missile Crisis kind of situation, or or like you know uh, the fucking Nibiru is going to crash into the Earth. You know, it's a, if this is right. this is being taken by everyone is this very like world-ending you know epochal event, and what's funny about it is that it takes place in 1999. This is. Filmed in 1990, released in 91, yeah. and they don't even have the first inklings of Y2K. Nobody's talking. I think that nobody's this was, talking about Y2K. What? And this yeah, why is this parallels it, that? It's insane. <laughs> it seems like it. This keeps 
being mentioned more and maybe this kind of explains how it became a phenomenon because like in science fiction you know things that always that took place in 1999 were always like it's the end of the world kind yeah. of shit oh always um, and having lived through it they definitely it, 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 people were behaving like it is an existential threat and let's just compartmentalize it right over here and i well i mean i remember being awake you know, in 1999, because we wanted to see what was up, and yeah. nothing happened. And so, I don't know. We just got well, I didn't hear anything about it, really, because oh, I was, I was, just I was a shelter anything. child. So. Well, they, oh, had yeah. those, they had those stickers at fucking uh, Best Buy. Make sure you're... Uh, you turn know, your computer off before midnight. Yeah. But, like, but even even in Cyberpunk, <laughs> like, even in this movie and, uh, and in Strange Days, like, December 31st, mm-hmm. 1999 takes, like, it's Mm-hmm. I think it's meant to be more of a like a poetic kind of thing. Well, it's the it's the millennium. So, that's why. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's the significant date. And I guess the modern, well, modern because because I think they realized you know post two thousand everything's not going to be the same. Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, in, and they were off by two years. Exactly. In the <laughs> modern equivalent, this massive looming apocalyptic thing that people are just kind of like brushing off their shoulder for most of the Well, it's like, how much yeah. was climate change talked about in the 90s? Because that's what the modern, basically the feeling you get from this film, too, well, is this not, thing. Yeah. Not nearly as much, but in this film, he definitely addresses it on several occasions. It's oh, yeah. wild. That's wild. I mean, it opens in Venice. Yeah. You know, like, wanna... This is kind of like this flooded city image. Yeah. Yeah, Even yeah, exactly. though, like, we know what Venice is, but still. A lot of things are gonna. Happen. I love. I love the little jet ski gang. That was a nice touch. Yeah, <laughs> jet ski gang was so good. Those things were yeah. huge too. Yeah, yeah. She's in one of those sweet polished wooden boats that I fucking love. Those motorboats. Oh my god, those things are so classic. Yeah, and I think it was like, like a Bond film where like one of them just got smashed to splinters between. Two yeah, that was yeah. So it's like uh, we're not gonna do like a bot. Play we're not doing a play, play by this play. film because that would be like a separate podcast. We're not going to do a play by play, and there, and there will be spoilers. Just there's going to have to be for us to talk about some of these concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But definitely, wa- go and see the movie. Watch the movie. The, the one thing that I thought was the most beautiful about it: you're simultaneously putting together the puzzle of, of what they're doing, what's happening, and also who they are. It's like re- mm-hmm. the, the character yeah. story being told is so well. Upon the second viewing, I'll tell you, I didn't. I don't think any of the characters are good people, but I love them all for different reasons. Yeah. They're, they're all yeah. kind of jerks. They're kind of jerks, but like when they're, the cards are down, they're all pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's when that's I watched the, this. I saw uh, like I felt notes, or there there were notes of like I could see where Wes Anderson gets some of his ideas, but I think that this is yeah. also coming from like the same place as a lot of Wes Anderson's inspiration it's is. A little. Is it, from, it's the like, over, French it's New Wave films. You know, it's very art yeah. House. Like he he came out of the yeah. New Wave. And yeah, he, it was like Ham Herzog, you know, these guys, they, they're visionaries to a certain yeah. degree. And, and, and like how good faith they are, you know, when they're playing the game, it, you know, yeah. that, that varies, you know, depending on the project, et cetera. But like, I really feel like this, this was like, this was a filmmaker who just, I've, I've wanted to do this for so fucking long. Oh, <laughs> definitely. I, I just need to get it all out and then I'll be yeah. fine. You know, well, it helps that he had like the perfect cast because everyone acted their asses off to depict only enough very human characters, which is very yeah. hard to do. Because like you said, everyone is kind of a dick, but then we kind of all have our wants and desires and yeah. faults. And yeah, and in the overarching shadow of apocalypse, everyone is just genuinely kind of nice. And that's, that why, was, well, that's you know, why I didn't feel like these guys were like dicks so much as they were no. like, oh, yeah, life's over. Like nothing matters. So like, why <laughs> yeah. be an asshole? 
Like, there's really yeah. only a couple vessels in the whole film. Like, and straight turn, up dicks. Yeah. Like, even one character, even one character, I'm not going to, like, spoil it for the listener, but, like, even one character who's, like, kind of a dick just because it's his job, mm-hmm. and it turns out to be very nice, like, yeah. pretty decent <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? We're talking about yeah. pretty good at harmonica. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, that I know been, exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know, that could have been three different characters. Are you talking about the German well, that, bounty hunter or the Australian bounty hunter? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Australian. Oh, okay. I, love yeah, I love Chico. Um, yeah. Let's just <laughs> let me just throw that out there. I think Chico... Okay, at the end of the day, I love Chico, but when you meet Chico, he's drinking and driving, tosses a beer oh bottle God. out, and causes a horrific car accident. Yes. And, it's actually yeah. my theory that and and like, the next time okay, we see it's not, him, it's not that geez. horrific, really, because nobody. It's a hell of a ride. Well, it's in the first yeah. ten minutes of the movie, and it's like filmed very violently, and like yeah. she should have died. She should have been yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, actually it, my theory that she's she is dead, and the whole rest of the movie is just like her fever dream, like hanging <laughs> in the hospital. That's like, a, that's like an important part of the plot because even the movie says that where it's like, well, I want to. I should have died, so I'm yeah. just going to. That's actually a pivotal part of it because she's like, yeah, I should have died, but you know what? I'm going to do this instead. <laughs> like I'm going to do the thing. And yeah, that, you know, she has that realization as uh, Chico's pissing in a field. I do want to uh, <laughs> preface this before we get too deep into it. Like there's something about it upon, I only watched it once, unfortunately. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Something about it didn't read for me. I don't know if it's because of the pacing of like road trip movies. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, like i said it's very it is very naturalistic it's very it's like it's very true to it's like slice of life in a way um Mm -hmm. yeah nothing is like uh, over the top nothing is like super bombastic unbelievable yeah it's the car rolling over in the accident is literally like the loudest moment well the most did the most jarring parts of the film are the beginning and the end and that's important Mm -hmm. like for storytelling and for storytelling purposes too that's the other thing that's dreamlike about is even all the conflict just feels like predestined. Like there's never like a yes. question of what's going to happen. Even like in, in the part where they get to San Francisco and they get robbed and there's like an actual <laughs> physical fight, which there aren't many in the movie. It's yeah, just kind there of like are things stage that fight happened that where I this didn't thing really happens and mm-hmm. they just like deal with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. there is well, there like, is a brief gunfight. But like I didn't even understand how or why that was happening. <laughs> there was the. The, the, at the beginning, after the car accident, they all kind of go back to this hotel. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, she's kind of mad. Okay, you say hotel, but it's like a four hundred year old coaching inn at like yeah. a crossroads off the main highway because the main highway is blocked with people fleeing the satellite. Right. Yeah, yeah. but and it's so, a really weird hotel. It's a very old, like just roadside, you know, two bedroom old and hotel. To, in and to emphasize. They actually filmed it in these places. There are no sets in this film, and that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good. Everything's on location. Yeah, absolutely. a real. There are no sets. There are some props. We'll we'll talk about those. And they dress it up, and they do a lot of good job with like set dressing and costume. It doesn't look like it's like you don't realize that it's all on location. Yeah, it all looks in the well in the same vein of talking about it being naturalistic. It is. It does what the best cyberpunk does which it grafts the future onto the present that we see mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. us uh, in a very I, I love, way. yeah oh, because yeah. realistically if you're going to be in like a rural town the uh highest tech thing that that you're probably going to see around you are the cars mm-hmm. um and and the cars cool and looking vehicles in this fucking cars movie. and the video phones it was which so... are liberally throughout everywhere yeah i love the look of this tech i want 
more no. movies with the look of this tech. I have Honestly, had no. fever dreams about <laughs> this tech. Like, yes. I'm totally with you there on the aesthetic. Nightmares, uh, because I don't well. know where it comes from. It's and just some it's vague movie. memory from my childhood. Actually, does a better job of prefiguring technology today than than the technology that was present in, present in 1999. Really, 100. Yes. Everybody has a yeah, GPS it... in their dashboard. I mean, in 1999, yep. I was still printing MapQuest on my home printer. A GPS yep. with what? What's what is the style of the that kind of graphics? It's like that early, cartoony. like yeah, it's like it's like cartoony, the old... like Windows. What was before 95? Well, you could definitely tell it's like a, a time where they were exploring different GUI interfaces across the mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, all of them are <laughs> yeah. treasures of this movie. The, uh, and it is, knew her name. So, it, like, so... it would be like, make the next left, Claire. It was judgy about it. It's it was judgy with her, like, are you yeah, sure but... you want to go off-road? Yeah, right? but guys. like a good idea, Claire. Yeah, yeah. but guys, the Soviet search engine. Oh, we'll get to yeah. that. Come listeners, listeners, if any of your friends are into Vaporwave, ask them if they've seen this movie. Yeah. Because this Especially is a fucking list. treasure. Oh, Absolutely. it is. It's oh, so God. Weird. The Soviet so- <laughs> search engine. I want, let's talk about that. Fuck it All right. Fuck well, it, let's before, go. before we leave the GPS, one thing I didn't notice, though, like when she goes off-road, the GPS doesn't say losing signal. It says we're reaching the end of the database. Yeah, like it didn't have any more info of the maps. Not like it was losing yeah. the satellite signal. So that's Doesn't it talk to her about like, re- like, uh, data, like trying to find a different route and shit like that? It's Google Maps. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's Google yeah. Maps with '90s graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's it's crazy. It's like a little TV stuck into the console, like below where your vents and your radio and stuff would be, and it has this like CD player tray that comes out, but it. Do- it doesn't fit a disc. It fits like a credit card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and card, the first one she puts in is the operating system because she starts her car, it lurches forward, stops, and then she's like, fuck. And keep in mind, when you first see, when the film opens, Claire is like waking up from a hard night of partying. And this oh, is where you see this like talking heads, high definition video thing that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Like video. Very mad bedroom. Oh, this opening like scene is incredible. Out, it's like yeah. liquid sky yeah. style God, art her scene. Dress, her dress. Oh, that dress is the shit. That puts the fucking dress that broke the internet to shame. And she has this vampy, so like, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction Bob with uh, yeah, what, what is, what is the femme fatale, like, classic yeah. look. Well, guess, let's, yeah, let's introduce the characters then. Claire. 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 Claire's, we open with Claire, but the narrator is her ex-boyfriend, Jean. who is Jean, who is the uh, an author in Paris, and we'll talk Sam about Sam Neill. Yeah, <laughs> Sam yeah, Neill. Yeah. He cheated on Claire with her best friend, who is also apparently their real estate agent. Um, (laughs) And when it's Sam Neill, it's fucking Sam Neill, who is actually billed as like the like one of the mains of this film. Like she mostly um, because he's the narrator, mostly because he's the narrator, which is not accurate. Claire is the main character of this film. She is the star around which everything orbits. Well, he's writing the book about her, and the narration is his telling of this story, but he's not, I don't, he's not. He's a a Nick Carraway. There's like like three main characters, kind of. Kind of. Because you, but you, you're usually seeing Claire. Like, 90% of the shots, she's involved in it. They don't really come away very often. Yeah, you're you're following her. You're on a, you're on a trip with her. There is a, uh, not to go off on a really pretentious tangent, but there is, I remember learning about a Russian, like, he, he was either a novelist or a playwright, or it could have been both, but they had, 
there was this play that I had learned about that really does not have a main character and it doesn't really have an antagonist. It's it's very mm. much in this same vein. Yeah. And I've seen also like a bunch of punk experimental films that have kind of played with this sort of plot structure as well yeah. because there's not really any plot to them. And that's the point because it's it's an exploration of nihilism. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, or you know, like MASH. You know, there's there's not like a main character in MASH. It's like a, yeah. it's an ensemble. Like any really good yeah. ensemble movie where everybody has something to like Magnolia. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody has something to do. Everybody has a, their own arc. And none yeah, of them could finish this movie. I, without I have things I could say about Magnolia, but <laughs> wait, what was that? Uh, I Zero? have things like oh, sorry. Right. No, n- none of them could really finish the movie without you know all of them working together. But it is kind of like surrounded around Claire. But it's like they're all guys who are also in love with claire so like that yeah you know that's yeah like, for one reason and, or another they're all in love with claire and it's yeah. the film makes you love like fall in love with her oh absolutely there there's this you know there, it, like you you know how the femme fatale thing always resolves in like some sort of murder this is the yeah you're right this like, is yeah. the opposite yeah. this, is, mm. it, this is the strong opposite of this that. is and yeah it's more realistic i think in many ways um to your disappointment because i know how much well, you like them true to life yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's, i think we were talking about that beforehand this film does this thing to you where you come into it especially now more than ever because at the time you know when this came out like we were all fucking in our oats like watching tetsu and iron man and you know man bites <laughs> dog and all this other fucking yeah, weird man. yeah shit. It was like yeah, really it is fucking dick turned into drill, man. It was kind of like the end of the seventies, you know, like where there, there was this moment where all these like really banging films came out for a hot second and then everything went and got turned into capes and CGI and you know, everyone's beautiful and no one's fucking we fl- Yeah, but we got the yeah. flash. Right. So uh but like oh god, where was I going with this? I, there was just like this <laughs> Well, no, like, well, even the movie then, was released. Like, it was a little bit easy. It would have been a little bit easier to watch this version then, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, where yeah. we have been just pummeled for 20 some years with yeah. this format this... sort of movie that comes out this by the number sort of. And they can yeah. be good. I'm not saying that they're not entertaining and stuff like that, but we have expectations. Like, you have to establish stakes and then you have to do this and then you have to have, like, the hero's journey and all this other. This thing is freewheeling as fuck, and you just well, have to surrender to it. Again, it should have been it should have been two movies, and the director mm-hmm. begged them to have it released as two movies, but they wouldn't do it, so he had to cut it down. Like yeah. it should have been two movies, and to be to be perfectly honest, the last quarter gets into some themes that could have been a movie yeah. all on itself. The last oh, quarter, sure. this is into this big like dream exploration. It could have been like Flatliners, like kind of yeah. vibe. You can it's also really see wild. You can also see where some inspiration for uh, uh, Maniac from uh, the 100%. series on, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, like where that a lot of that comes from. I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely yeah. more self-aware in the way that it portrays the tech. Um, Essential I love that. Definitely takes some the tech notes of the film is that uh, is that uh, it's a technology where you can record these images and play them back for blind people. Initially, that's like the main yeah. thing. The viewer can record it and then it can later fed to the eyes of people who can no longer see and you can get these images. But the big deal is that you're turning the digital feed out of brain waves, like out of your brain right. pictures. 
Mm-hmm. And then they, later they learn to control, to record their dreams and look at their dreams. And it's really interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit more later, but yeah, uh, that's the central conceit of the tech. That's the main tech that they're trying to figure out. What is he doing this whole movie? Is he uh, a, a jewel thief? Is he an industrial espionage, like spy? Yeah. Really interesting yeah, ways. Again, you're putting the puzzle together who these people are as well as what they're doing. And the tech isn't revealed for a minute. Yeah. Like you, you yeah, don't even get to him for a minute. Very hit, they oh, yeah. hit that very much. You don't even yeah. see it until like I think past half the, the halfway point where you actually you, you actually know what the fuck he's doing and what it looks like. Well, that's there's, what they do. It's like there's three plots, three different movie plots going on. First, she yeah. meets some bank robbers, decides she's going to help them out, but also she mm-hmm. meets this guy who's stolen this device and she's chasing mm-hmm. him around because she's hot. And she falls him. in love with him, and the bank yeah. robbers are looking for her. Her ex boyfriend yeah. chases him more. Like we can, there's so many plot lines. It's really yeah. like a red string kind of a deal. You get to like basically uh, uh, four higher espionage in Russia. You know, like there's this. It's it's. It's bad shit. Bounty like, hunters are following them. There's like a but, Benny Hill scene in a Tokyo <laughs> coffin hotel. It's hilarious. Yes. Oh my god. That's fucking Benny Hill. Gun I need to. I want, I'm just going to bring up the entire episode of how much this film has captured places that probably that like no longer exist mm. because you get to see like yeah you get to see Japan during that time period because he knows mm-hmm. where where to put it. He fucking, yeah where to put well, like what you said going up before we recorded it was like you knew he knew where to put the camera yeah and like you get to see this tokyo that like barely exists and when he goes to, like china and like that's a china that does not exist anymore china is mm-hmm. not like yeah. that anymore yeah. and it's beautiful and all this shit's on location or, or yeah that's the thing that yeah. fucked me up is that oh my god i'm seeing uh, like a place that like russia like that russia during that period which looked conflicted but pretty chill at the same time yeah. because it was like burning cars they, they go to this they go to this i love this minute they go to this hotel and they can't get a room and so <laughs> the guy's like 1500 rubles you can sleep on those couches and it, it's because there's a convention yeah just, and they're like uh, literally sleeping next to the convention door okay Dude, i've almost done that when i used to work at a hotel where i'm like we toss me a couple bucks you can sleep there. Like it's, it's, it, it, that's a hotel thing yeah. but um no it, like the fact that it was filmed in location just fucks me up because it's mm-hmm. like such a viewing something that a russia a china a japan in america even though mm-hmm. america <laughs> that depiction still unfortunately still exists mm-hmm. uh yeah uh, i think their portrayal of los angeles was it seems pretty accurate, uh, accurate. portrayal well, of yeah, when san they got francisco to... did not account for gentrification Sanford. yeah uh, yeah. They definitely went to the Mission District. It doesn't look like that anymore. It was like, uh, but it was hilarious. I, that, that when they got to San Francisco, it was basically like the the United States of Predator Two. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, definitely got the vibes of oh that. Oh my god! And it's almost the same timeline anyway. Can we just um, talk about the the train stations and the oh. subway stations? It was the, the one in Kiev. Man, is incredible. Which yeah, the one in yeah, Kiev is pretty Kiev, fucking there's cool. There's the Orient Express. They go on multiple trains, multiple oh, planes. Man. The one in Paris. Oh, man. The graffiti. There is so much graffiti. And that's what's Uh amazing about it because it feels so fucking real. And it feels like places that did actually exist in 1999. There was was, uh, on my second, third third watching. Yeah, it's been months that I've had this DVD and I've just been pouring over it. (laughs) um, There's this one moment when he first. Okay, so uh, William Hurt is this guy, Trevor you meet as Trevor the first time. Yeah. Trevor McPhee, which is a great name. And 
he's like talking to somebody on this cool fucking video phone. And the way these things work is there's a screen in front of you, which you're like receiver, you know, speaker, uh, whatever thing. And then you pull down this thing uh, next to your ear so you can hear them like an arm. It's real sleek. It's cool. a four yeah, by four it CRT screen in this phone. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's they're all like beat up. It, it's like a payphone that you would see just yeah. pretty much it anywhere. It reminds me it's... of uh, when I used to go to old bus stations, and they'd have the little seats with the mm-hmm. with like a TV in it, a coin fed TV that you could sit there and watch a <laughs> yeah. I'm talking; these were old even when I was going to the bus stations in the nineties. I've seen yeah. pictures oh, yeah. of but, like but the design, the design is gorgeous. And oh. like of the ATM that they had and oh yeah. man. Well, here's this thing in, in that scene where he, he's like rubbing his eyes and he's talking to Claire in the whole nine yards. When he like fucks off, he goes around the corner and on that I beam, there's this graffiti and it's just some letters, but it's like 97. And then one of them is like 95. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> That's a great detail, you know yeah. what I mean? To have like actual graffiti that would have been a couple of years ago or something like that. Yeah, for real. And they're also like everything looks functional and it, it like like uh, the payphone looks solid as fuck. Like that's yeah. a really good sign because like yeah. it her was camera, something... her fucking camera. Oh, oh I my love god! I love oh, we have cam- to talk about the camera. Way of fish looking camera, you know? Like oh, yeah. I want one. Yeah, it's like mint green and like yeah. a light gray and. It's got this little LCD screen on it, and it, but it's like it's flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you look into it from the top. Mm-hmm. It looks uh, like a, a Polaroid camera folded flat. Yeah, yes. exactly. <clears throat> you know that sort of early early nineties kind of proto early nineties design of like sort yeah of that that gooey soft sided yeah uh, curvy round edges sure. yeah the vehicles the van oh man the vans and the okay the tiny we, little okay. electric vehicles okay oh, yeah God, we, have to, we have to we have to discuss this like we, after yes after this is the third fucking movie this year where this van has shown up it's the uh pontiac <laughs> pontiac transport is now the official minivan of the low life podcast uh, <laughs> yep. official. the thing looks yeah, great absolutely <laughs> unanimous <laughs> we endorse it yeah, i always it love seeing it film so yeah, yeah, it's great. It, it's funny too because there's a lot of these other cars that look kind of futuristic. Like she's got this really yeah. sweet little roadster at the beginning of the movie. Um, rover, like, oh yeah. But then there's like rover, but like we it's got, got a, we got a, a computer system in the dash for her, so it's a yeah. modernized, yeah. like quote unquote classic car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like taking like one of those like hot rides at the A and W parking lot and like, but like I say to like, I mean, well, just like any anybody's vehicle that you would find in like i don't know if it's like a rural area it's you mm-hmm. know it's just got all this tech grafted onto it mm-hmm. which is so fucking you, cool it's so fucking yeah but cool. then you have the fucking cop the french cop cars yeah serve they're no the per- tron bikes they, they are the tron. they yeah. are insane looking and i want one it showed <laughs> up and i cheered it was it like they're incredible maxian that's what it was yeah yeah <laughs> They're in, they're in the yeah. movie for like five minutes and then you never see them again. But it's an implication of like cars and cops in France ride these yeah. murder bikes, but they got doors and like yeah. fins. It's got a big well, like, over to... the whole frame of the motorbike. It's really it, in two little down like well, training wheels. It it's doesn't amazing. have a kickstand. Yeah. It has these like landing gear that fucking. Yeah. <laughs> 
and that's so that like because when they're in the bikes they they have a full shield around them it's like it's covering their hands it's very aerodynamic it's sick looking it's there's like, two of literally them, probably they, my favorite thing in the fucking movie yeah they're not even in the movie for like five minutes they're there for like one scene when they get pulled over and nothing happens they're like oh okay, in, cool. in the deleted scene you get to see them take off <sighs> there's, a, there's this a half hour deleted scenes on one of the discs <sighs> and they're just sitting under a bridge and you see them i see why i didn't use the shot but it was still kind of cool to see them take off and watch the legs go up <sighs> god damn it's sick it was and it, you know here's the funny thing he's just he knew where to look he yeah some of the coolest fucking shit that just That's like already exists. uh so when she gets back to paris she rolls the 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 car into one of these garages that like just sinks your car down into the, the this ground scene, is, yeah like, those are the newest yeah. thing back yeah. then nobody had oh. seen that yeah you don't see you don't see those anymore like the fucking i mean i don't know if it's well we have car thing. vending machines i see them yeah. in new york Last well, yeah, I'm gonna go that I've been there, but it's the opposite. But they like they rotate yeah. them up instead of going down into the ground. But same principle. Mm-hmm. Sounds very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. We don't yeah. want to walk on it. I mean, you just hit the button and it like shoves yeah. it in a slide. I just I yeah. too many moving parts for me. Give me yeah, give me no, no, I can drive yeah. out of you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, again, he just knew where to put the camera and yeah, uh, especially it's insane. It's incredible. It comes through in a lot of the scenes. It comes through in Berlin. It comes through in Tokyo, especially. He'd spend a oh, lot yeah. of time in Tokyo filming a whole like mini film about Japanese street culture and the rockabilly kids over there. Yeah. That, uh, I need to tell he likes Japan. Inspired a lot yeah. of arts yeah. in Tokyo. That, that first, that scene where she's getting her car fixed. Uh, yeah. That yeah. station, that is insane. Like, yeah, it's, oh, it's, man. It, it's, it's like, it looks like a subterranean complex. It's really yeah. cyberpunk as fuck. Yeah. It's like, it's a, like yeah. she goes in there mini mall. She goes in there and you don't know what it looks like quite yet. And then she like walks out and it's like a mechanic shop, but it's like in a wall. Mm-hmm. And she goes through yeah. the bus. It looks like some something punched through a wall. She mm-hmm. walks through that and it's like a subterranean like mall thing place. Yeah. And it's, it's covered. A bazaar. It's yeah. bazaar, but no, it was it's real. A bazaar. B-A-Z-A-R. Yeah, it's where they all these Ellen shit. Yeah. You could say it's a bazaar bazaar. It's a bazaar bazaar. Thank you. Uh, and it's cr- it's incredible looking. It looks like shit, and the it's fact that, that well. there was actually a place that like yeah. I don't I don't know if it was like a place they found and they did up because it looks like shit. So I'm I'm suspecting it might have been in use as something. Yeah, I, I get the sense that they probably uh, exaggerated a lot a of bit, what was yeah. already well, there. This is mm-hmm. one of the like times the, that the, the the train station in Paris. The so much graffiti, and it's just yeah. it's so this movie is so fucking colorful. Like there's definitely oh, like yeah. a flavor yeah. of European sci-fi that you see that really comes yes. through in this, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the same sort of like vibe that you get from um, like the scene of Fifth Element at the airport, which is like mountains of garbage. That's mm-hmm. like satire, but this is like just the right amount of garbage. And mm-hmm. if, yeah. if you've ever traveled because in Europe and you've ever been there, like during yeah. a general strike, like that—that's what it looks like when people stop. Yeah. It, you know, if they went to New- stop working. Well, you know, if this film went to like New York, for example, right? Because I remember New York vaguely in like the 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. it was a lot like that it was graffiti and garbage every i mean still has garbage everywhere it wasn't like the yeah. 70s when they had the garbage strikes yeah mm-hmm. i was gonna say during the 70s that that's when you had the mountains of garbage Holy but fuck. like yeah. when it comes to like graffiti like walls of fucking graffiti it's that was a thing you know things used to be grimier oh we still have it here i went yeah. and saw a show i don't know a few weeks ago and uh, after i got off the train i had to walk a while and i walked across this one bridge and everybody basically took turns telling a story 
Nice. And I, I was watching it backwards, but you know, it was still like, oh fuck, this is cool. You know, there's still tons of places, especially around here in DC, where it's just lit. You know, the whole wall is just done. The whole side of this building is just done. And sometimes the business owners are like, yeah, all right, I <laughs> yeah. make it look cool as fuck. You know, I'll pay you a little bit. You know, and they they work something out. So yeah, well, I mean, the best and stuff. I don't know how much they dress them up, but. It, the, you do notice a difference like and they have costumes and mm-hmm. just the the way that everything looks just looks so casual and so like fit mm-hmm. to place but yeah believable well you said what? you said zero before we started recording this stuck with me i've been thinking about this a lot since you said it was how because now you're talking about like the dress how people dress it's like everyone except claire everyone basically just wears the same thing all the time well yeah over the course yeah. of like three years too yeah. yeah and it's yeah and it's well they're on the it, road it, yeah and it's wild though it, yeah. it well the costumes it, for this thing has a whole i have a whole thing that you could say about that it's all that sort of like neo-noir kind of big shoulder yeah. loose cut mm-hmm. yeah Hugo there are Bus a bit look that was really popular in the 80s and all this movie released in 1990 like every the first three years of every new decade is basically like the the crowning achievement, a crowning like example of everything that came in the decade before, and with these, but they've also big shoulder. Well, they were they were cuffed. The bottoms were cuffed. It's like that. They were pleated too. Nineteen thirties, nineteen fifties, men's suit kind of look with the big shoulder. Everybody's got. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It really it, like there's there's there, like any good cyberpunk film, I guess. Uh, there there are these anachronistic elements. Like mm-hmm. uh, when you meet Trevor slash Sam's family uh, in Berlin, you know, it it's just like it doesn't even look <laughs> modern at all. Yeah. It looks oh, like the scene yeah, out of the 1950s. House. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, beautiful. likewise beautiful Winter's, Winter's office, Winter the Bounty Hunter, when they go see oh. him, it's just all hardwood, like a regular office with a bunch of tech stuck into it. And again, it's, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I love Winter. winter. Oh my God. I, which is, so which is like, very much the stuck into because... the regular world. Well, yeah, which is yeah. very much on theme because I remember watching um, Possession for the first time, which is, you know, takes place in Berlin before the wall fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Germany just looked like that for a mm-hmm. long time. Uh-huh. Of yeah. This very classical kind of appearance of like, you know, you have like pre-World War II buildings because those are the ones that were strong enough to not fall down immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, with kind of like modern concrete and and like systems and, you know, typing machines and like very sleek bland mm-hmm. almost kind of office spaces and it did look like that where you had like this very almost out of time places with modern tech and he and he saw that like this like such an, yeah. yeah yeah it's such an eye for that where he incorporated it where it's like yeah he's got yeah. all this wood paneling also he has a sick ass computer slash search engine thing yeah he just, knows ex- he knows oh, how it, how it works how it looks in real life because yeah. it's, it's it's like that i mean yeah we have and we didn't even i, talk I didn't notice that for a long time because you know i lived in a rural area uh, so I, like i wasn't exposed we were like 10 15 years behind you know like mm-hmm. mainstream tech oh um, dude when this movie came out I, my phone was still attached to a wall yeah yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like there, there was there was no like my t- gas pump didn't talk to me no, other thing too he, he absolutely prefigures like the small screen in communication device he doesn't quite prefigure it being in your pocket but yeah. even in 99 well, i still had a major i wasn't carrying a cell phone and it definitely didn't have yeah a he gets really close to that we'll get to that at the end but like yeah, was, yeah we are we'll we'll like we gotta talk about eugene's voice to text fucking laptop that he typed oh, yeah. he's, god damn another one that i know oh my god 
This yeah. movie predicted the fucking iPad, like it predicted pocket computers. It predicted Siri. Well, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, Siri. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of the that when when they use it to good effect. At one point, she says yeah. something, and it's on the. They cut to the screen, and that's her words. Yeah, and it's like ah, oh, it does something really. And yes. they all look, and it all looks functional. It all looks cool yeah. as fuck. It's like even, I think it, even the fucking well, the the uh, the Jesus Christ, this movie picture taking <laughs> goggles, like uh-huh. or the the brain picture taking goggles. Yeah, like, they look that looks uncomfortable as fuck to wear. That looks and it is. so heavy. Like it, and it, yeah, it really. One of the VR. One of the things that Wim said in the the, the making of part was that uh, when he started filming earlier, he was. One of the first guys to move to smaller digital handheld devices that he could use when he did, especially mm-hmm. the work in Tokyo in the streets. Mm-hmm. And he started believing that the future is going to be small handheld screens. Everyone is going to show things to other people. You're not going to whip out your wallet and show pictures of your there kids. Yeah. The future is yep. going to be small handheld screens, and that's what he put forth in this in this movie. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you knocked you it out also... of the fucking park. Yep. Well, you can thank 2001: A Space Odyssey for that, really. That which, funny Likewise. enough, also comes into comparison to this film. Yeah. For which, I guess I kind of agree with because that's also kind of a dream esque kind of film. Yeah. 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 But that's a lot more abstract than this. It Even is. Even when it's... this gets abstract, you understand what's happening. It's oh, it's never... so much easier to understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, th- that's one thing I can say about this film is that I'm never at a loss for what's happening. I'm never just. And it's not because it isn't mysterious. I don't know what's going to happen next, but yeah. it's set up perfectly so that when it does happen, when this character doesn't make the decision that's expected and yeah. then it keeps happening. And then you just keep finding out that these people are actually pretty fucking cool. It's very di- yeah. It, it's very digestible. It's not pretentious in that regard at all. <laughs> There's it, a it, moment yeah. where, where the, Oh God, what's his name? The, uh, the, the, mm. the one, uh, like bounty hunter from Australia. Bert. Oh, I can't, I keep forgetting his name, but he's, his, his character, yeah. his character fascinates me. Yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, uh, so he catches up with her at one point. Yeah. And they drug each other. And I it's love just, God, I love this scene. <laughs> I love this scene so much. Oh, yeah. Fucking oh, hilarious. Oh, it's totally passed off like nothing, yeah. you know? And no, it's like, it, yeah, they kind of have to get over it because he's like, and it's like, just so well done, too. She's oh. like, she's like, it's like, yeah, if he was here, I would take him upstairs and make love to him. Oh my God, why did I just say that? And he's like falling down, you think drunk. And he's like, yeah. well, that's because I gave you, I drugged you and gave you truth serum. She's like, oh, that's okay. I gave you sleeping pills just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just she like oh. sleeping pills a few times. <laughs> like it's yeah, no, funny. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. later he turned again, like because people were flag down the uh, the the waiter for coffee. Yeah. Where Claire's like not a great person. It's like oh, I gave you eight sleeping pills in your whiskey. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh oh no no, it's better. Okay, so one of the deleted scenes it shows you what they're drinking. Okay, the the uh, bartender has this glass flask that's like five feet tall nice nice it's full of this weird liquor right and she comes up to the table and she's like would you like a drink and she gives them these two martini glasses and then she has to stand back like three feet and then carefully fucking just pour (laughs) the right amount because that's a long neck and that you know i don't know if you ever try to drink out of like a boot or like a really long fucking glass or anything it has it sucks yeah yeah she does these two amazing pours and they didn't cut it. And so she's going to walk away and he says, leave the bottle. <laughs> and all he has <laughs> on the table are his winnings from that pachinko machine or whatever he was right. doing before. He's like, it's just all these coins sitting on the freaking thing. 
Wait, is this the bounty hunter or um... bounty hunter? Yeah, yeah, because it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gambling yeah. comes up quite a few times in in this film. And right. chance, like yeah. games of chance, in that way, like Pachinko's yeah. just like putting the balls in and letting them fall down a certain way to match things and yeah. shit. You yeah, know, it's like... fate, baby. Like that's <laughs> there's a lot of fate in this movie. There's a lot of like not predestination, but it's kind just the of things sh- line up right. Just let it happen mm-hmm. and things will occur, you know? Like it Yeah, again, it's <laughs> almost like it's scripted like a stage play and that's not like a yeah. detract- it's just yeah. it's not a beautifully yeah. done. It's like stage plays with interludes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wanted to like ask earlier. Uh no, I did ask that earlier. Shit, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> ask it again, I'll have a different answer. No, it was uh, uh just about that <laughs> that Russian writer. Uh I don't know if it was Dost Dostoevsky or if it was fucking guy that wrote uh ivan denisovich what's his name um uh, uh i'm gonna butcher it if i remember yeah. it <laughs> Shit, Man, that bong that. rip did things mm-hmm. hey buddy yeah, yeah. yeah. start up another little note that was interesting is at this part where she where he gets knocked out the bounty hunter gets knocked out and you notice that he's got this big shoulder holster but inside of it is like oh, yeah. a handheld printer that spits out yeah. like yeah. photos it's yeah, you think it's a gun. The it's so cool. Yeah, I didn't, and I did not understand that. What is the context of that? Like, why is it printing photos? Of... Well, he has a camera too. Yeah, okay. and he, he he basically has a Game Boy Advance with the printer attachment. Yeah, <laughs> which is sick, and I want one. It's dope. <laughs> Again, everything is blocky. Everything either has wood pen. Well, something. Sam Neill's fucking Economic. fucking Sam Neill's handheld writing device is like wood paneled with a with yeah. a uh, what, so what was it? Sick. An Amazon Kindle case. It literally, just has a, ca- a case that you would put a Kindle in. Oh, it's um, another case. So, yeah, it's yeah. so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's, it's like a fucking keyboard is like steel. This movie made me wish that we had the promise of the future where where. The, our tech would have a design to it where it won't just be but this it was, black box. It, it would be kind like, of like that anyways. Well, it is, it is kind of like that. It, there are ways that you can customize your tech. You can have like a wood paneled fucking, oh, it yeah. would really it's be wood paneled, but you can have a wood right tablet. Personalization yeah. of your stuff. I can't afford that. Yeah. Shit. No, well, I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. also back then we're, we're not talking, you know, terabytes. <laughs> Yeah, I will you know. say though, I do, I do think I have like a fetish for like the the black plastic box thing, so yeah. or the yeah plastic mm-hmm. casing like in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, no. However, you... like handheld, it's great. Yeah, looks well, like every, it lo- oh, everything looks like a tool. Everything looks like grippable. It's yeah. manageable mm-hmm. too. It's small and portable. Yeah. Like it, it, ugh, there's this functionality. Like I'm yes. I'm that guy. Yes. I'm I'm like function over form like i like a yeah. thing to be pretty mm-hmm. i like Same. a thing to look cool i like a mclaren f1 i'm not gonna lie okay that's yeah. that's but it has shit. to do the thing but it's got to do the thing and not die to like a breeze like yeah. most of yeah. our technology you drop it once and now you have to hope you have insurance to yeah. you, know your I, phone, you know you know what I, I and this is this is probably it says a lot about me i one of my favorite things in the world are those gigantic fucking dump trucks at like drag my like strip mines and shit yeah. like fuck fuck the strip mine those things are amazing to me yeah. that they even move, you know, on like a half track. Yeah. No, no, they're not on a half track. They just have these like wheels bigger than your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it wouldn't even, if it ran you over, it wouldn't even bother. Well, you were the type of person where you would just like retrofit that. And suddenly we have like a moving civilization on the back of this giant thing. <laughs> <out of the world. laughs> 
you know. Can we uh, can we make what is it? The mortal engines real? Can we right, do it? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, same, I like, just uh, weld a bunch of shit on it. Make what is that one? What kill the toys? Oh, that the was uh, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I think Mortal Engines is the after, um, after Hugo Weaving's the, the movie. Yeah. Cities that move and London's eating every other city. I am talking about after obvious the revolution. metaphors there. Wait, what was that zero? I am talking about After the Revolution by Robert Evans. Where they oh, I gotta, fuck, I gotta read that. that massive mining machine that they yeah. live. Yeah, the cyborgs live in that city. Yeah. Robert All Evans, right. come on our show. Yeah. Um. I think it we, says a lot about you, coin ops. That the first thing that came to your mind what to say was um, the kill dozer. <laughs> yeah, I was just not, why wouldn't I? You would need a 50 cal that's, to that's, even that hurt is the weeds. Coin ops' fetish is, is, is the big machines that go boom. Well, <laughs> I, it's a it's slow, lurching, functional thing that carries an ungodly amount of material. It's yeah. just that it's so much larger than the amount of material it makes. It's kind of like the ratio. The larger the truck gets, the less it can carry with regards to the proportion against its weight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not at all like the cyber truck, which could barely fit a fucking mountain bike in the back. <laughs> I'd also explain the fully loaded Tacoma. <clears throat> well, everything everything's very functional in this film. Every which yeah. also adds, weirdly enough, that I could say the technology does add to the dream like qualities of this film the a little bit. One more, like okay, about that. Yeah. Um, think of all of the movies you've seen, even Back to the Future. With how crazy like Doc's shit is, how you always have to unfold like an umbrella, like an ET, to make a satellite dish, and it's sure. all this like janky shit. It's unwieldy, yeah. and, and like, there's, there's so many of, uh... like even even Strange Days, like with the squid headset. Yeah, and, you, know, yeah. you have to you have all this like ritual, yeah. right? This felt the most natural to me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like there was never a moment where like the tech didn't make sense and the way it was being used by people didn't make sense. Yeah. Um fucking Chico makes a call on a boat. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in the middle of the ocean. The satellite the phones. The satellite phones. Shit. Like, God, I forgot about that. These they're all like personalized. They have fucking skin. Fucking tracking device. Oh god. He, yeah. He was, oh yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah. I it's there's so much shit in this. Like, it's like, there's more and more the more I think about it. You know, um, God. Well, one of the things that really struck me on the second on the second watching was the they made a real point of the um, software versus skill. Because they're, they're tracking mm-hmm. Sam and the German bounty hunter, his software, the Bear Bounty Bank, searching, searching. It's like, it's so good the way they do the GUI interfaces. But anyway, yeah. his software is only good enough to track the Moscow. They get to Moscow and then it's like, malfunctioning and you can't figure out where the guy is so they have to go yeah. to another bounty hunter in moscow who sells them updated software that the author buys and yeah. then the bounty hunter gets upset like oh you think you can just buy that software and do my job and the author's like yeah 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 <laughs> like he yeah. kind of can't they prove in the end that he can't so it's really interesting the way that it's like yes there's all this tech but you still they make a point that you still need the finesse and how to know how to use it for it to be yeah and I like right. it too how all the software kind of roasts you at some point. Like the fucking Soviet bear in the search engine is incredible, and it's like yeah. we're looking for. They show Stalin at one point. And it's like we are for looking no for this comrade it's for so no bad. reason whatsoever. <laughs> it's like watching a cartoon, except it's like you know, hey, we're searching. Here's this thing to entertain you with Stalin and the Russian bear, and then she or or uh, when she goes to the ATM and it like opens a safe and it's like you have nothing. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the interfaces are so much, the animations are so much more nice than anything we have So today. good. It's, it's like, so entertaining. That I don't have any funds. Just to see the little animation. It really just tickles a, my heart. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It just It's like you're getting roasted by your own technology. <laughs> they definitely had much better applications for Flash in this world. They they predicted uh, Grok roasting Musk. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, Damn remind it. me. Remind me what, no, about that. I don't oh, want Grok, Grok was like oh, his no. wannabe chat GPT that was. Oh well, yeah, I, no, I remember. I remember Grok, but I, I uh, went in this movie. Uh, oh, in this movie is just all the technology roasting you. Oh yeah, user. yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> Just like, hey, fucker, you don't have any money. <laughs> Edgy GPS to like overbearing uh, find it software. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I, I, I did also want to add about like the anachronisms, you know, the the sort of 50s noirish vibe that this movie gives off. I lo- totally. like, think about that in real life about how you just kind of see weird shit that doesn't seem like it should go together like like a fucking roadster that has you know a computer in the dashboard <laughs> yeah like well it's funny I, it, it, it's weird i love like, it when when cyberpunk like touches on that but when it leans in and into it that starts to become its own little thing but when it like touches on it that's what makes it feel just a little bit more real kind of like yeah. Uh, yeah. like uh the bradbury building in blade runner um, or- how that's like a little dollhouse yeah, the fucking cars and daybreakers. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's fucked up. Cause, like, I'm glad you mentioned those films because with in this film, despite the fact that all of this shit is very functional and very predictive of what we have now, it adds to how surreal the film is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not in like a way That's of nice. like, oh, sh-. yeah, it's not in a way where like, oh shit, we have that now. <laughs> it's it's just strange. Because you get the shit that's kind of like just jammed into stuff that you don't normally expect, and yeah. the way it functions, the way it fucking roasts you, the way it has these animations. See, yeah, just think about how that's how that happens like today, like the blandest places that you are, and like how tech is intertwined with that yeah, environment cause, too. Yeah, because we don't think about it, and that's what's fucked yeah. up. But seeing it in this yeah. film makes me like, wow, that is incredible that I can do what I do right now without even fucking thinking about it, and yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it it adds to, and we're going to talk more about it, like the Just dream, the like ethereal, quality. Yeah, the ethereality of it. Yeah, it despite yeah, because I don't know, it's fucking me up now. I'm thinking about it, how, despite how functional <laughs> everything looks in this film, it's just yeah. so it's still a dream, and it adds to that dream so strongly. Yeah, well, that I mean, and that in itself is very cyberpunk because it makes you yeah. question your own reality, like is like. More than yeah, most. Why does this all covered. make sense? Why? Yeah. Like, why? Why is everything like this? You know, what? Uh, mo- what fucking year is it? You know. <laughs> yeah, more than most films. I think we've covered this film made me feel that way, and I think because it's the other elements too, how it was shot, obviously, and you yeah. know everything else that goes on of it on it on it is like those combined with you know the tech of how it's depicted is like that made me really feel it more than any other film I think we've covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. I think, uh, if you were you know, a storyteller or into cyberpunk, you need to watch this film. It's kind of why we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should be in the mind of, you know, people who do that, who 
write or interested in cyberpunk is this film just for that it's it's really interesting yeah. it's a good side yeah film. i mean there, there's a lot of gadgets to mine from it but there's also just the presentation the casual way the characters are using the stuff without commenting on it very yeah. well acted honestly because yeah, yeah i mean and yeah, yeah and make a phone call it, on a fucking boat in the middle of the ocean and he's yeah. not like gee golly wow look at this you know like it's yeah. just a thing you yeah. do it's it's just a fucking phone is what it is yeah oh man i love and the fact that they're the some of the satellite phones that you see in this movie like there's that one that has like the little like romanesque uh like handle. a column the handle's like yeah. a column <laughs> yeah and the one in china uh, has like a little dragon handle with the dragon's column. yeah it's just really yeah. nice all the because it's, it's the focus is it's, on the screen and they're just actually they're just holding this item it's just perfect yeah. mm-hmm. and most of them it's, were in hotels right like it, yeah, like mm-hmm. the really elaborate yeah. ones. So of course they would yeah. make it like you know. Some of them were handheld though, like like yeah, cell phones. They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so not used yeah. how you would think though, which is interesting. Well, no, I mean, and it's because well, it's FaceTime. Like they're yeah, everybody's, it's, yeah, it's everybody's got FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, it's basically FaceTime. God, he was so fucking optimistic, man. <laughs> he really was. It's such a refreshing. It's so refreshing though. After doing the films we've done this year, it's so refreshing to have a movie that. And this is a cyberpunk film, regardless, beyond anything yeah. else. Well, it's so refreshing to have an optimistic cyberpunk movie, even by the end. You know, which is uh, mm-hmm. which was jarring, but even the end, it's you know it's worked well, out. I guess, it, and it, it's like doing it in a way that it doesn't feel unearned. You know, it's not yeah. happy, happy, joy, joy for it's fucking required. five hours at yeah, all. Like, yeah, it's required. It's just, it is kind of weirdly optimistic. It is, and, yeah. and not in a gee golly gosh, we all got to pull together kind of it's way. Like it's a more like a no, you really got to take care of each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. that's re- it's very it's melancholic. In that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Hang on. Can so, we? Yeah, do we want to talk about like how to like subcategorize this? I mean, no. there's okay. it's impossible because there's so much. Pretty, it, I, th- 40, I would say that forty-five this... minutes or so, it turns into a different movie, and sometimes yeah. it turns into a different movie in a scene within, like the road trip part. Well, it's it's, it's very like it's post cyberpunk though. It I, like sure. I, it's a it's a solid ex- example of that because it's yeah, it is like this high tech kind of dystopian world, but it's yeah, but not, then there were... but. But like everybody's normal, and it's the, it's not. I mean, there are stakes, but I the think stakes it's aren't. You know, squarely cyberpunk. I don't think you have to put any anything on it yeah. because it's it is yeah. low life. It is like the high tech is available to the masses. Yeah, it's yeah. the revolutionary thing that we always dream of that hasn't quite happened yet. Yeah. <clears throat> still got to sign. Well, I mean, po- everything that's post cyberpunk is cyberpunk. So yeah, it just. I don't even know what post like post cyberpunk is when we're all telepathic. Well, you know I guess I mean? it's, like, it's I a little know. more. <laughs> it has a little softer edge to it, and it's a little more optimistic at the end. I, I can definitely. Well, it's well, it it really depends on how you how you handle it. I think that post cyberpunk has been. It it's just it's really just futurism in a lot of cases because I yeah. but post cyberpunk as a, a subgenre is designed to deconstruct cyberpunk in some way or another whether that be through the characters you might be talking about you know like an actual like corporate executive and like how their life functions in and like it's not necessarily a crime story um this does or, it in a lot of ways so you're right about that oh. or or it could just be like it could just be like a very shiny dystopia too like i it, would like mirror's I, edge 
I would well, say. I, mean, I don't. I don't think it's actively like. I think it's doing a lot of things that are definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's actively trying to dismantle cyberpunk. No. Yeah. Like I. Well, I it's. Think I I'm not saying it's trying to dismantle it. I'm trying to say it deconstructs it, which means like it. You know, examines it and it takes it and it takes it in a new direction. Well, it's not though, because it's not like actively examining. Yeah, it, it's definitely a science fiction film. It's definitely a cyberpunk film for how it, where we go, what what it is. It's a bit of a dystopia because you know the backdrop is you know, hey, we might all, we're all going to die possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's definitely that. If it is what you're saying, it would definitely be unintentional because yeah. that that was not on their mind at all. It was definitely well, because because the typical cyberpunk plot. Uh, follows more noirish tropes and it's you know more crime oriented this is just life this is a this is takes more inspiration from french new wave they don't focus enough on those elements like the entire time there's governments and hitmen and bounty hunters after them but you don't Mm -hmm. really they they only brush on that a couple times the rest of the time it's kind of a romp and what's yeah. funnier is that like the further you get into it the less of a threat those people are yeah (laughs) yes because like when it all wraps up, they're all in a band together. You know, what I mean, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like okay, I'm not kidding. Kidding. that's not a euphemism. They're no, it's not in a yeah. fucking band together because Chico yeah. turns out sick it's... ass drummer. Yeah. <laughs> a good example of this would be after they, they finally meet up for the first time and they actually get to have sex, and they're both naked in bed, and what's his name just barges in and Winter. arrests Winter, Winter, the German and, bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, the German ba- Winter arrests him essentially, and they're both. He's like, "All right, come on," and that's like the most noirish and dickish he well, there's, is. In there's this a gunfight at one no, point. That, that I also fight, didn't yes. understand. This is one of the parts that, that I think was, that was like, more of a comedy. That whole written, scene was hilarious. Like oh, a stage play. He like uh, he's in a bed mm-hmm. and he like fakes that he has a gun to get the drop on the other guy. This is yes. just yes. Yes. It's ridiculous because then Winter's even like he just gives up. His guy's like, "I don't even like guns." It's like, yeah. he was like, so, "I don't know why I did this." So I think it's funny too because I thought it was his <laughs> finger and he pulls the fucking sheet back and it's a crucifix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, ah, bazinga. Um, yeah, and that's a, that was a very yeah. Sin City esque kind of thing. It, it, if it turned out the gun was real, it wasn't. You know? Yeah. But like, more you know, I... as well. Like they're they're all also trying to like emulate that sort of dreamy feel. Um, oh, for sure. It's in, all a, in a lot of cases, and, not in every but, but it's, it's more. Not, yeah. Like expressionism and expressionism is about nightmares. So I think this film is too big yes. to fall into classifications because it is all of these things and yes. more. Sci-fi yeah. in the broadest sense, but also yes. romance. Romance. And, and here's Very, the thing. Yes, he's even he even said this. Vendor's even said this. He he said that like when he did uh, Wings of Desire, for example, that was like the beginning of a romance. It's mm. like the setup, and you know they they the movie ends and they're together, and then you get to imagine the rest of their lives. This actually shows you the entire fucking arc, <laughs> like mm-hmm. and yeah, the triangle and other shapes as well. No, it's it's yes. really well done because, like I said, they're all kind of in love with Claire for different reasons, but yet they all kind of get along, even though one of them's like the ex boyfriend. Yeah, and yeah. It's like the interplay between all the yeah, it's, it's, it's they're like very every time amicable. he shows up. Yeah, every time he shows up, it's not like a oh this fucking guy again. It's more like a, oh all right. Like, cause they're buds. <laughs> yeah, like, no, they're, they're yeah. still buds. Like, uh, he, yeah. she goes to him when she gets back. She's got this money from fucking Chico and what's his name, Richard. And, like after the car accident, he, he, this giant thing uh, of money, and he's like, uh, she's like, I, she I need your help because he cheated on her. She's been gone for months. She just shows up yeah. on his doorstep with a sack full of money after wrecking his car, and he's like, right. 
I still love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard not to because uh, holy no, shit. What what you're saying there, going off is you know she's like she's like hey oh yeah I got this money from some bank robbers and the guy's like we should call the police and she's like mm, no nah. <laughs> she's like she's like okay. motherfucker a third of this is mine I'm buying a condo what the fuck are you talking about? I just needed you yeah. to help me get yeah. all the conversion rates because it's on all these different currencies and I need to figure out how much money this is so I know what my cut is and I was just like. That's yeah. so sensible. A life choice. That is a what life choice. Yeah. Right there. That wouldn't and, happen in any other movie. Yeah. No. That's one of those things. We're just like, I didn't expect this to turn out like this at all. And the movie right? did a and good then, job to, to... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, again, later, the bank, 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 bank robbers come looking for it, and like mm-hmm. they don't kill him? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no yeah. menace. Because I thought there would be menace. Because, you oh, know, I'm, I'm American who likes bloodshed. There's and, a scene where fucking Eugene calls her and Chico's in the background and she's like, hi, Chico. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's so fucking great. It's and so lovely. So it, many it, times it, it just goes a certain way. And and part of it is just all the characters interact with each other in this like code of honor that's kind of unspoken. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it just it works out really nicely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting it's because strange. like you watch you watching this, you definitely get that sense of like, even if you can't like, you know, romantically be with Claire, it's like, well, we want to make sure she's all right, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you're, 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 well, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just like, yo, you good? You know, like, uh, yeah, like, because we know she you got something. It, yeah, no, because the, the indication, because I think they all kind of figured out at one point, she has a lot of money and she's just going to chase this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And you know, Sam Neill's character is like, I don't like that. I'm still in love with her. But he she really wants to get with this guy. But like everyone else is like, well, we have to make sure she's OK. And also he might yeah. be dangerous. I mean, yeah. we, he's not. But we don't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, yeah. you know, she, she she's literally fallen in love with someone who might have done international espionage. At, yeah. at the same time, it's really human because it's kind of it's kind of shitty on her part, too, because she's kind of using these guys. To an so, extent. yes, they want to yeah. be used. But at the same time, it's not it's not really cool. No, um, it, it, it's a fact, too, that she wants to get with this person who she hardly knows anything about. She just and he does not some... deserve her. He's a dick to her. He robs her yeah. twice. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. not a nice guy. Like later on, you he's find fucking... out why he's doing what he's doing, but he's still not a nice guy. No, his, yeah. his re- he yeah, fucking his... cuffs her to like winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like at a point where he could have got away with her. Yeah, he's like, You're too much of a liability, cuffs her and leaves her. And Rob's her the second time he robs yeah. her right there in front of her. Like it's worse too because she was outside in his underwear, but he's holding his like fucking sweet ass trench coat and his hat and all the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was worse because she was naked when he did it. So it was like she's just yeah. cuffed to this man nude, and it's like, oh fuck. And this just made problem. It's if she's... there's one thing though that we could say winter is a gentleman. Yes. Yeah. Like he's he he's a good dude. They and established that instantly. Yeah. Masculinity like in this. A... Would you call the masculinity in this film healthy? Because I kind of would. Because everyone's kind it really of really cool. is actually. Yeah. Actually, it's, these are like. Now, so that, maybe that's the dreamiest thing. There's that's a part the dreamiest the thing about this movie is that you know all the men in this movie are rational. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of films. Only, fucking dudes are not. Good. Well, there's one. There's the, one part. The, of the only threat. Well, the only threats to Claire are not sexual. Yep. Like, it's it's usually a situational thing. Like, she uh, has something they want it. Like, what fucking dude drugs her, and it's not to take advantage of her. There's none yeah. of that. It's just literally to get information. 
at the end of yeah. it, Gene and Sam kind of get into it. They have a fist fight, but other than that, <laughs> and even that's yeah, incredible. It's, it's like it's charming. It's it's, it's it has the same charm. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, uh, it, 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 no, comparing this to Wes Anderson, but it's like yeah. that's, it's that same kind of charm. I would that say she's a, is is he's, one of the most Wes Anderson moments in the movie. Where oh, like, yeah. okay, so let me explain this. <laughs> I love this scene so fucking much because it, it it's bad shit. It comes out of kind of left field. It, it, Gene's and standing it's bad there, too. He's a reading good... a book and he's taking a piss. I think because he he goes into yeah. what looks like is going to be an outhouse, and then when he gets behind the wall of the outhouse, his head and shoulders are above it. So I guess there's like a step, and then yeah. there's like, like a trough or whatever. Tr- like a trough or something, right? But he's got a book out because apparently he's going to be like pissing for a chapter. And like <laughs> fucking Sam, uh, you know, uh, William Hurt is walking up the road because he he was at this, you know, he needs a part for this airplane. And dude's like just got his dick out and he, he looks over and he sees him and he, he's he's like, oh, fuck. And he like puts the book away and he zips up real quick and he runs around the corner, walks up to him and he just one of my favorite bad punches I think I've ever seen. <laughs> he has to work up towards it because he's like not sure if he's going to do it. First yeah. he points, yeah. he like points like, at him. <laughs> and then him. It, yeah, he gives him this like, he doesn't say anything. Then he just, he just looks at bad punch and then they start wrestling <laughs> in the dust for a few minutes and it's great. It's yeah. two men who don't know how to fight and it was so well acted because it's not a good fight scene, but it's it conveys so much. Of these two, two great actors, it's literally Sam Neill versus William Hurt just wrestling yeah. in the Australian. Yeah, it's like the uh, it, yeah, God, man, it makes me think of uh, the fight from They Live a little bit, <laughs> yeah, a little, but, bit. A little. About, but little they don't, neither of them know how to fight, well, that, and yeah, yeah, that's the other thing about William Hurt's character, Sam. He's just uh, he's like pretty ineffectual in almost everything he does, he's yeah. not like a great spy slash thief, maybe, right. uh, like at one point, you know, they're. They're tracking him, and Claire has to tell him, oh, we've been tracking you with this software. It's just every time you use your credit card. And he's just, like, mystified, like, oh, my God. because he's from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. I think there was, some, there was one thought I wanted to get back to. I can't remember what it was. It was something. Oh, it, it – it, basically, when it comes to Claire and, like, her – her character, it's like you have this buildup, right, of her character of, like, chasing this guy, these – these dipshits fighting it later in the film mm-hmm. and just like basically being in love with Claire. And it, it, it's this moment when they're in Japan and they're in the hotel and he's basically blind. Like his mm-hmm. machine has fucked up his eyes and it just comes out and says it where it's, it's like, you know, Claire finally feels useful and mm-hmm. you know, it's purpose and God, I know there are just so many people like that. It's like, it makes her character make so much sense during mm-hmm. that scene yeah. of like, she just wants to be loved which you know who doesn't but also like useful to somebody else who loves her I mean, and yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's such a it's such a pure want and it's like who doesn't want that you know what i mean well, when, like, when we meet her she's on a three-month bender after her boyfriend yeah like, eats yeah. on her with her best friend like an yeah. epic bender. and she she i mean epic like when she wakes up this is one of those like apocalypse parties i don't know it's like it really one, of those, one of those ones where like oh fuck i must have fallen asleep at some point because uh it's daylight in this parking deck rave and also monday <laughs> and also monday yeah. there's a she wakes up next to this guy that she can't wake up right and at one point she's walking through this, this is just at the beginning of the movie she was walking through she sees these kids this kid's got like a power glove on yeah. and he's no doing this power. little robot with like yeah. a tv on it and talking she to a guy on the tv yeah yeah she and, and then she says doctor first of all it's a, it's a giant palazzo 
these coffered yeah. ceilings. And again, it's just like oh, modernist painted on top of this ancient yeah. like palazzo. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's total bacchanal going on. All and this twelve year old kid calls up the doctor, and like the doctor's like, "Oh, you should be asleep." And he's like, "Sleep is out." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. But it is, yeah. It's like that's such great character progression because it's like having character just such a simple need and want and maybe it isn't great because well, right. yeah, we see you her know, come like, from despair to this moment and it's pretty early yeah, yeah. and i guess there's still that a may- lot to go here and that does make the ending hurt more like this the yeah. switch at the ending too of like you know i don't know if maybe it is his fault because he isn't exactly like a great guy either like in some yeah. in a lot of degrees he's human a lot of these characters are human and flawed mm-hmm. and they all no, are like I said, none they of them are great people. Like, I, I love even them all Claire, at the end of the who, movie, but I don't like yeah. I don't like them. Yeah, as I mean, 100%. yeah, I mean, even Claire, like we said, because it's like she's just fundamentally in love with this person, wants to fuck oh, him. I and like just, them or not, oh, they feel real. They feel they real. Yeah. Yeah. and that's so hard. It's yeah. it's it was done especially so well. in science fiction. In science fiction, especially, yeah. like it's really hard to make human characters in science fiction. Sometimes. That's the other part of it is, like I said, the, the part of the draw of this movie is not just putting together the puzzle of what exactly they're doing, especially in the first half, but it's also who they are as people. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, why done. should you care? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the fucking secret sauce to a lot of this stuff is that yeah. if you could, for example, like you know, not to bring it up again, but the the new Godzilla movie really works because there is this really good human story going on, and it really sets up the threat of Godzilla for a change. And like those scenes aren't super long, but when they're over, you need the break. And yeah. this it does the same thing. You just have these characters who, like you you know. Claire is wanderlust at the beginning of this. She is just untethered and full of despair and nothing matters and the satellite's going to kill us all. And then she finds this person to care for that she likes and, you know, likes to bone. And (laughs) this guy keeps, like, ditching her and she's like, there's something behind that, you know, and it's not just mere infatuation. She's fascinated by, like, whatever is going on with this guy. And we're all fascinated by why she thinks that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it, ethereal. It's like it, it's, dreamlike. It, 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 yeah, that's everything dream. happens on a predetermined state, and like you don't know what it's going to be, but it just happens that way without your control. It's just like there's, there's that in diner this, scene, and uh-huh. why is it always in like a diner scene when people in like a dreamlike scenario loop or Inception, where mm-hmm. they're in a diner scene and they're like talking, <laughs> they're like coming into a moment of self awareness and. So in like in so that's what I thought of when Trevor was talking about like how is it that you have followed me across three different countries in three days? You think she's yeah. and you have been there every single day? You think she's an Interpol agent? It's hilarious. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> Who do you work for? Yeah, yeah. it it's it's Why seeing paranoia from the me? it's seeing the, the the cyberpunk paranoia from the outside, which I I, yeah. I enjoy. Except yeah. she's not like some badass or like some dangerous person. She's someone who's curious and in love and mm-hmm. pure in a way that isn't quite like pure and flawed at the same time. But it's like she's such a brush. Bre- the, everyone else in this movie is in like some weird cyberpunk film, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except she reminds her. me a lot a lot of yeah. Gibson's female characters. Like the main yeah. characters were not in a cyberpunk world. They're like a writer or like a, a pop star or like somebody else is not in like a threatening cyberpunk world, but she, you know, 
immerses herself in it by choice. Yeah, which were which well, the only the only okay. other film. Okay, like a more like a, a more. I think it's a more recent film. I think it came out after this. The only other film that has ever like made me just kind of like ah with like uh, this 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 female lead would be Amelie. Yeah, that's that's also mm. what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. I was like, that movie must have drawn from this because that because she is so carefree, and that's what I think makes. Going back to the whole post cyberpunk argument, I think that's what makes this post cyberpunk is because she's not this like grim, dark, cynical character. She's living in a cyberpunk world, but she's experiencing it with this like really innocent optimism that mm-hmm. just pans out for her a lot. And also, she's yeah. actually a blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that comes up like a few. Like a couple times, I think in the film, she uses a wig no, to good I just, effect. I lo- well, it, 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 it was that scene tea. when she's on the truth serum and she's she just pulls her wig. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. And also, I'm actually a blonde. <laughs> that was hilarious. I, 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 when I was watching that with T, she like turned to me and she's just like, "See now that looks better." And I was just like, "What?" And she's like, "Well, no, I meant for the time." And I was like, "Oh yeah, '90s haircut," because that was kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. She she looks like like a lion when she pulls the wig off. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's really funny. Her yeah. hair is incredible. I'm like, yeah. how did you fit all that in there? Like, I, <laughs> the short black hair with the, the the tight bangs and everything. Like, how did you fit all of that in there? There's so much. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tease. Without a wig cap. Please keep going. I may have to mute myself. All right, hold on a sec. Uh, so noise has been choppy on my end for a minute. You sound very fine. Worry about it. You know what? Same here. I've I've Uh, had that too. Interesting. Um, No. What? Yeah. Because you guys are all kind of coming through a little bit. Do you want me to? I'm going to stop this, and then I'm going to start another call. Just stay in the room. Well, okay. So yeah, we had a little weird connection issue or something. Everybody started sounding all squelchy to some of us. Listen, it wouldn't uh-huh. be the it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the low life podcast without tech issues. I mean that it certainly wouldn't the be the epitome of yeah. so actually I think it was low life. Probably, That's the most cyberpunk thing about us. Gotta yeah. be hundred percent the EMP from the satellite detonation that <laughs> issue was even gonna happen. I forgot that was even going on. I had to put the credit card into the disc tray so I could listen to pick me music. God, oh, I forgot about that. God, the, like no. the card-based technology. Oh. Yep. That's another really pretentious part where he's like trying to get in her pants, basically, and he's like, oh, this, yeah, you probably haven't heard it. It's pygmy music. My yeah. Music. Like, <laughs> oh, see, that was, that's that's kind of it's what like kind of tripped trip me up on the way that this movie was kind of like tra- telegraphing to me. It was It was like, I didn't know, because the 90s, you know, the 90s people were kind of <laughs> Uh, a little that comes up in that in oh, yeah in the idea well like almost everybody in this movie is white um and eh, it's not a, half, but yeah most of the main yeah. characters are white yeah. yeah white europeans yeah. you know uh except yeah. until we get to the end uh where yeah. we you know it makes sense for his character that he would have this fucking uh punch card insert of pygmy music just because you learn when you learn who his parents are and like yeah, yeah. the fact yeah. that they're like honorary members of a tribe i just Why didn't know if it was traveling gonna... so much yeah i just it, didn't it... know if it was gonna broach into that witness uh like taking the speech from an astronaut 
thinking that he's so worldly wise because he was up in space and he understands everything better now. You know, that that sort oh, of Oh right, yeah, the pale neo, blue dot it's kind neoliberalism, of neoliberalism, basically. Yeah. That well, neoliberalist <laughs> outlook. There's a little bit of yes, that. but I mean he's also of a, a little orientalism, like when they go to the yeah. Japanese. Yeah, and, yeah, there was a moment kind of by random it's yeah, almost like another was... film altogether. Yeah, but well, as Sam was saying, it is like very dreamlike where they end up in that like, traditional really Japanese age. There was well, that well, moment. One at a time, one at a time. Sorry. Slow down. Zero, go. Well, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are uh, we are uh, two minutes and 30 seconds back from a technical issue, and now yeah. we are having... Uh, Our own hardware issues. God, it's only <laughs> been a year, guys. We've gotten so much better at this. You could tell yeah. the Patreon so money relaxed. was not wasted in any way, shape, or form. We we're I good just at was this. Commenting that it does smack a little bit of Orientalism, where they get lost at like a traditional yes. Japanese inn for like a yeah. whole forty minutes of the movie, and it is almost yeah. like another movie in it. It's beautiful it, though. Again, yeah. very dreamlike. It's like oh, suddenly so mm-hmm. they just end up in this inn far up in northern Japan, and it's like okay, well, yeah, that. That happens in a dream all the time. And, and everything is so scrambled and so hectic right up until that moment where it just becomes this kind of... There is, there is mm-hmm. a moment where Claire does... I guess that does kind of lend to the whole... She's not, you know, the most admirable person in the world where, you know, she well, she's on that video phone call and she does kind of the little... The Chinese eyes, eyes thing. Yeah. Yeah. Eyes yeah. Thing. yeah. yeah. Well, she's... That, that was definitely... Didn't your wife, like, mention I'm that? I'm in Japan. No, she was in China. Oh, we that. all... Yeah, no. We, we yeah, she was in China. <laughs> We were just like, we were like, yeah, that ain't cool. Okay. No, it's the night. It's the nineties, and she's a white European lady. Four hours and forty-eight minutes of this just movie the fact, are pretty cool. Just the, yeah. fact that we, the, the fact that this movie was made, the ability to actually go on location, and go see all these places, like that's oh man, that for, that is, for that like is, it's privilege for like, like not a lot of money. Yeah, mm, I yeah. mean, yeah, I guess in ninety, but like. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't do... Well, I, definitely... I mean, you... There's no CGI. There's no post-production that way, right? No. All of the post-production is coming through the weird, like, uh, high-def stuff that we'll talk about later. But, like, yeah. what we were going to say when we came back after the, the glitch, we were kind of talking about this before, you know, we went and took a pee and everything. And we came back and we were like, hey, you know, what? how do we pick our, you know this up again? Because we, we were talking about Amelie and how, like, there's just this, like, movie that this character is, like, orbited by. Yeah. Because and yeah, a lot of that is there's this whirlwind. The she's whole first... Ame Lee in a cyberpunk movie before yeah. Ame Lee even existed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, fun fact too. That director did Delicatessen, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Chico, Chico was in Delicatessen. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. Chico fucking rules. Anyway, so but this this whole first two hours of this movie is just this like whirlwind sort of like globe trotting. I like an adventure has purpose. This is. It's meandering. It's a road this trip. Is, this is this is yeah yeah this this it's is like, like Kerouac. The only cool. the only like real antagonist is time. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have this uncertain ticking clock of this nuclear detonation thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it's subtle, but it, it's ever present. There are other characters who acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. It's on the headlines. It's on the newscast. Newscast. Awesome fucking sub. What in that that stage that bizarre the bizarre bizarre. There's guys walking around with lcd uh no sandwich boards like, yeah sandwich boards yeah like, it's or so like that one character saying, that it's movie. the end of the world yeah I or that it. one character right he appears twice in the film and in when she's at a bar and everyone's clearly drinking because the world's about gonna end 
Mm-hmm. And she's, she's a crazy crying. guy. She's crying because I don't think yeah. she, at this point, she doesn't think she'll be able to find him. Yeah. And she goes into this bar and is drinking. And this dude who basically dresses like I do. Uh, but you I'm know, here. you know who he looks like. Who's he look? Like? Uh, fucking evil speak. Uh, yes. Like, yeah, Cliff yes. Howard. That's exactly Howard. what I was like. Absolutely. Of what I saw, him. I was like, and, and, Howard? I thought it was him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And he's like, he falls in love with her basically, and she's like, No, you don't want to do that. And he's like, yeah. Please. And he's and they have and he's There's like, and This is. I mean, he literally. This is this is very much like that fucking scene where he's like, you want to see something yeah. scary in fucking Mahala Drive? Like, yeah. he shows up and is like, I'm in love with you, and it's like, I've you've never seen this guy before. Not yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. like a like a fatigue jacket on and like a military yeah. sweater, and like he just shows yeah. up, says some weird vaguely, shit to her in a bar, vaguely yeah. Unabomberish. It's almost I'm poetic. in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. she just runs yeah. away. Well, <laughs> it's, I, well, it's not. It's not. But it is. It is. Vulgar, it is a real so. like human it, moment. Though, yeah, because, it's not. Yeah. As, it's not as vulgar because because right, this guy's he's, he's desperate and it's like he thinks and he knows. Well, he thinks that it's the end of the world. No, and, yeah. and he he's says hurting. something. He says something yeah. that stuck with me. Yeah, he is hurting, and she's like, "Yeah, don't don't fall in love with me." And he's cool about. It. He's like, "Please, because remember you know, me like please, this." Yeah, please yeah. remember me as you see me right now, as yeah. I am now. And she's like, I will. And, you yeah, know, and it's just like really pops a real... up kind of in the background later because he yeah. kills the. Well, he like pops a... up in the background because she sees him on TV. She, I don't think she it's notices. It's like an hour later, too, or something. It's yeah, like, it's, a, it's wild. a wild. I don't think yeah. she notices, but we do is he's on TV because he has blown himself up after kidnapping like a politician. Some politician. Yeah. 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 You, and he's the like US delivering demands. the UN. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, because, because the they U.S. Want... went to the U.N. and U.N. condemned mm-hmm. the U.S. because they wanted to shoot the satellite out of the sky. Shocker. Right. Of course. Gee, uh, no yeah. modern parallels there. It's, oh my God. Which makes movie. him even more tragic because he was right. Yeah, remember me as you see me now. Because, <laughs> you know, later it's not going to be as great, I guess. Yeah. And and it's just, it, it, it it's a, it's a needle drop. Yep. You know, it's, it's literally like a, just like one little fucking flourish that happens here. It, it's, yep. a, it's a brush stroke. It's in this larger piece it's incredible and yeah. you never see him again and you're like huh that's weird it, it reminds me of some of like you know like a, it's like a jarmish moment you know mm-hmm. like yeah. uh or I, i'm trying to like there's a couple of other it's almost darkly words. funny it's not quite doesn't quite hit that note but it's almost darkly funny well, almost, i mean yeah it's like funny and, it's, and tragic it's also, but it's also yeah. relatable because it's like yes think about the things that you know just slip past your radar the horrible things that happen that you just don't know about and then mm-hmm. you you'll find out later yeah oh and, and then there's yeah. there's there's that like operational thing of like how drunk does this guy have to be to just suddenly profess his love to a stranger yeah. i think it's a few things it's not even drunk it's be- it's desperations because you know everyone, everyone in that bar looks like yeah in despair she's in despair yeah. for different reasons yeah and if yeah. they had they have like a human connection even though he's like oh i fall in love with you he's like oh don't do that and he's like okay <laughs> You know, yeah. like, okay, you know, yeah, like, I don't want this to get weird at all. I'm just going like, to go assassinate a politician. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's almost it's a, as though, like, the actual prospect of the end of the world, it would, like, actually make people be less shitty and more genuine because they wouldn't be chasing after all the stupid bullshit that society mm-hmm. lays out in front of us. The pre it was a, it's, it's not a weak shit. It's not if, an uncomfortable interaction. It's actually very sweet. And here's the thing you don't get the impression that like had he gone with her anything would have turned out differently like he's not killing this politician because she shunned him 
that's not why he okay. had this agenda. Like he, he's like, if I can't feel a genuine connection, yeah. If I, yeah, he has like a fucking explosive vest. Like he's, that's craft work. You know what I mean? You know, you don't just pick one of those up at you know the fucking Bed Bath Beyond on the way to the fucking gig. You know, you gotta kind of know what you're doing, wire it up mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. But like, it's not put on her. No, it's the not. film doesn't put it on her. Like people are responsible for their own actions throughout the course of this movie, even if they are being shitty. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. that's something that is kind of weird and interesting to see because there's so many times they just glaze over stuff. Well, they, there's like, okay, for example, there's one th- great thing that they glaze over in this movie. <laughs> and it's the money. Because yeah. like it starts out and it's kind of a fucking big deal. And yeah. then like it's got a tracking device on it. And that's how Chico it, keeps it's finding just a her. It's device is what it is. It, but it allows her to travel. And yeah. then it allows like fucking William Hurt to steal from her so he can travel. Well, and, and you don't even know how like, much there is. And... It's a force multiplier. Because, yeah, it's a, MacGuff- yeah. It's a MacGuffin, basically. Or, no, it's not a MacGuffin. It's not even... No, it's useful, but, but it, it just... it is a plot device. And... It, it stops being important after a while. Like, yeah, until it, like, goes away. It. Yeah, it yeah. just goes yeah, away. Eventually, you find out yeah. each of the characters who's, like, come to her beck and call has pretty much, like, become penniless because of it. Even Chico, by then, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I spent most of that money. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking wild. Like, God, there's just so many... It's like a good symphony piece. It it has mm. different, you know, uh, here, that that is a motif. Like you know, that that's just like one little motif, and it only plays one time, and there's a bunch of them, and they're all harmonic. Because a ton of these different things are happening, and you try to track one, and then suddenly you're off on this different thing. She finds him uh, at his family's house. She walks in to this stranger's house. <laughs> yeah hangs out with them the kids give her stink eye like this whole sequence in this house is like really interesting and this is where like incredibly uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable but that's you you dish all that off because you see the device for the first time in use you know and it's doing all of this sleight of hand just when you start paying attention to one thing oh man look at man she just fucking broke into their house man she just invited her ass in yeah she oh shit there's the gadget It's yeah. funny because she's she is so out of place looking in that yeah. in that moment because yeah. she's in you know the 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 dress the holographic dress that looks gold in the sun and like midnight blue in like low yeah. lighting and she still kind of looks like she's at a cocktail exists. party for for sure. Yeah. She also has something else. She she also has that like white dress uh, that she wears a couple times. That mm. geometric like, shaped dress is yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Ugh. Man, costumes, good shit. Yeah, costume is really fantastic. Like I said, for for all the guys too. And again, this is like, uh, it was a really good time for this type of storyline, this noir storyline, because the 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 male silhouette was very noir back then. Like by late eighties, like Michael Jackson had done his like smooth criminal thing, and mm-hmm. like that silhouette with the big shoulders again, like the double breast look, the you know, sort of gangster look, and that's like ha- half the guys. Because also, um. You know, uh, Sam, the main character, he's got this really cool cotton, like, smuggler suit. It's a three-piece suit with a bunch of hidden pockets and zippers in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Chico kind of looks like a like a, like a like a 90s swinger, dude. He's got, like, all these loud print T-shirts or uh, button-up shirts. He's, li- he, he's, yeah, he's, he's got the little fur cap that he always wears. He's the fucking uh, patron saint of Zubas. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's a French redneck is what he is. He's, he's Spuds McKenzie. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's accurate. Okay, like, oh, what I love him. Chico's so great. Anyhow, yeah, um, fucking, yeah, like, oh, 
much like this much like this podcast episode this film has a very distinct turning point of how you, this could have been a separate film right yeah like uh, this could have been a separate podcast this year <laughs> she even dropped out of the movie for a little while and then he just yeah, he back, like kind of because she needs some money so she calls him up i was like oh that's convenient yeah. <laughs> I, I know yeah, he's like yeah fucking we're buddies now what else am i supposed to do with this money yeah yeah like Why i thought not? about it for they a also second kind of, they also kind of cut the other guy out of it though because he's like i guess sick in a hospital bed, injured yeah shitty yeah. yeah he either got like shot in the robbery or injured in the car accident that I, dude I, it's was very much really... like a harvey keitel reservoir dogs vibe like of a french yeah. yeah. version of that he's a bank robber he's just guy. grumpy you know and he's in the hospital which is you know fair but he's if he's... it was pete if they were pete and baz he'd be baz for yeah. a little while i thought they were lovers for like a hot second yeah yeah but no, they're just like these associates, and then like this money stops being important because there's a nuclear satellite about. What, to what do they say about uh, about Chico's <laughs> partner? What's his name? Was it Richard? Ricky? I could have. I swear they're. I could have swear they're brothers. Honestly, yeah. I, like it's never. But they talk about how he's a Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Buddhist bank robber. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know it by his profession. <laughs> he has a couple Chico of funny just, lines about it yeah. too. I wish I had written them down. Um, yeah, because it was something about how, like, you know, no, yeah, I mean, one with the universe, but I'll still fuck you up. You know, like, yeah, he's really grumpy. Sort of, he's a, yeah. <laughs> like, he's not like. He like a, does crack a couple of times, and it's really cute. Like, mm-hmm. it's really funny because he's just trying to be this hard ass motherfucker, and it's just like, uh, even he likes Claire. Yeah, yeah. like he he can't help himself. Yeah. he'll he'll get mad when he's just talking to chico like on the boat he's like pissed and by at this point he's like in a hospital with like a fucking tube up his nose not looking good at all like i don't know what happens to him by the end of the movie like i have no idea yeah, they i think, totally wrap I, think he, I think they show like cut back to him at one yeah point when they're in, in a movie. spoiler alert we end up in fucking space uh when she's talking to him on the phone he's there oh, that's, that's right that's right that's right a little uh-huh. a little zoom birthday greeting that they give her in outer space yeah it's like a split screen like three you know, there, there's like four way but there's like only three or three of them i think are like on screen and, and yeah. like there's a one of them has a cake and then sam neil turns his head toward the cake and blows that's the only yeah, unbelievable so, thing is they all know yeah, which way to turn on the camera yeah, that's really also, great <laughs> uh, they're also uh um singing happy birthday asynchronously yes uh, yes and really poorly it's great it's perfect as, but anyway as, how do we get to space we gotta we gotta you know we gotta back up so like we we have this 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 first half of the movie the first disc of the film is like these like two hour two hour 15 minutes something like that it's this crazy just all of this stuff happening just constant movement except for the 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 one in scene where you know he's healing um which is really beautiful actually but like all of this stuff Here's the thing too. Scenes of like, uh, you know, them trying to get across Europe, Asia, mm-hmm. pretty much the whole world before we land in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one part I wanted to just mention before we leave San Francisco, go over to the main uh, location, was yeah. when they visit um, his sister. And Sam can't do the recording because his eyes are so really bad. Yeah. There has to do the recording, but it's like so so telegraphed that if they're basically reproducing that Vermeer painting of the girl with the silk scarf or the girl with the pearl earring, which one is it? Pearl yeah. earring. Yeah. 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 Right. Girl with the pearl and earring. Like, like down beautiful. to her head wrap and, and the her... clothes that she's wearing, the window yeah. she's sitting in front of. And all the, of it. The, the the thing about it is like Vermeer, all those Dutch masters, they were like obsessed with light and, and mm-hmm. vision and image and how can they capture the light and how, you know, 
sunlight coming through here can make blue look this way at two o'clock, but can make it look a different way at a different time of day. Mm-hmm. It's just really amazing that like they're capturing that with a digital machine that's going to eventually break that down into something that can which, make it blindly. Yeah. See. Which is and what's crazy too oh, is that ahead. in the well in the post production like when they were showing you what the device is capturing Mm -hmm. they spent all this time working on this brand new technology at like the nhk editing studio it's like they were them and uh sony had created this high definition video that didn't exist yet it wasn't in widespread use and one of the big things about this movie is that it isn't like a ton of scenes there's they have little handheld ones they have different size screens it's in the party they have projection stuff like tons of it that's one of the things that to us won't necessarily look that futuristic, but it was fucking mind blowing back then. And the funny thing about it is it looks like shit um, because it's like, (laughs) it's all on like CRT level kind of fidelity, but it's really cool because they're not using film. And that was the big deal. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff was going onto a chip and like, we, we find this later, like the device also uses like memory cards too, but like uh, the, the Vermeer part, looked impressionistic when uh, in playback and a lot of these things looked like impressionistic paintings but they yeah, were because doing that's it. that's a point that they make about the device is that it's not only just what you see it's how you felt when you saw yeah how you process seeing it it's very right. much along the lines of the, the playback technology from like uh, strange days yeah yes. absolutely which is um, which is incredible too because it this beauty of image and this beauty of light and how we see things is compared because is i mean maybe i'm jumping in a little bit but like you know the tyranny of the image that's like the Mm -hmm. words that have have been sticking with me since i seen the film Mm -hmm. and it's put that way is the idea of writing trying to combat the tyranny of the image and or the prison of the ego and what these things do because it's like on one hand because i didn't realize it you know early in the film and yeah you have trying to recreate this beautiful, incredible painting and like moments and like, you know, the, the goodness of vision, you know, making the blind see, mm-hmm. but then kind of corrupting it when it's wrapped up in your own bullshit of yourself oh. and yeah. how and hollow also, it swiftly becomes. Yeah. And yeah. think about, think about like the, the purpose of this machine too was to make a blind woman see. Yeah. And it's yes. such a worthy thing, but then you would think, you would think it is. But well, I the, think what here's what, here's here's the question: Was she born blind? Well, here, or did no, she, no, she lost her vision when she was okay. eight. And it's, okay. It, it, oh man, it better fuck me up too. Point me. When it got, when it got into. No, yeah, hold she, on, hold on, hold on. Pump the brakes. <clears throat> Do you know why? Do you know why this character exists in this movie? And so we haven't even gotten there yet. We need to talk about yeah. something first. We need to talk about Chico showing up in that pink car. <laughs> <laughs> it is and pretty then, awesome. And then, like, improvising bad blues in French. <laughs> Self-aware. I'm yeah. not a good blues singer. Uh, the blues. only thing I caught out of it was, like, Plastic America. I was like, yeah, you, you yeah. got it. <laughs> Y'all fucking nailed it, son. Been here 20 minutes. And, and the whole point of them, like, going in this car is basically to eventually, like, because uh, they, they had a bad uh, little run there in, in Frisco. But, like, you th- this year, they're, they're going to a tugboat. And this is, like... <sighs> This is the flow of this movie that when they get to the dock to get on this tugboat, to get onto this like Korean freighter, 
they just hand the keys to some dude. <laughs> They're like, here, take this amazing <laughs> like show car, this beautiful yeah. pink fucking like you know car that yeah. like would be worth like a, a collector would want this thing. It would have looked fantastic in the Barbie movie, a hundred percent. But there's a fucking nuclear satellite. It's gonna kill everybody. Here, man, have the car. <laughs> yeah, this it. older gentleman too. Change gives it to him, and he's happy. And he's like, you sure? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and he, they're like, yeah, fuck it. Have a good time, man. And they knew his name and shit. Like they're, they're like saying goodbye to him and stuff. And I'm like, I've never seen this guy before, but like, fuck it. You know, like we're just making friends with everybody on the way out, I guess. You know? Fuck yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. So they get on this tugboat. They, they, they get onto this freighter. Chica makes a fucking video call uh, in the middle of the ocean. And then we get to like all of that motion coming to a complete stop. We're in just the middle of us like the northern part of australia now there's just quiet there's nothing beautiful and intimidating. There's vegetation and dangerous <laughs> but gorgeous you could see why he fell in love with australia was all i'm trying to yeah say. incredible say. it's beautiful like all no, no, of the... no, no, guys australia still terrifies me yeah <laughs> but i mean that's that's a lot of its hype but you know, I guess like that's the that's the, that's the hype. I can see why he fell in love with it, and you could see why when we're introduced to like the native people of Australia, why it's holy. Yeah, like it, it, it really. And it, and it, again, it's through like the eyes of a German filmmaker. But it's yeah. this like we're getting his sense of wonder because he's he's absolutely like just astonished by it. And, and there's he, so many like Aboriginal people in this too. At this point, and, and again, too late '80s. This is a time when when America was like fascinated with Australia as like a destination mm-hmm. for, for, for travel, yeah. for for story, for exploration. It was just, it was really hot by the end of the '80s. Yeah, yeah, because like Mad Max happened. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, we already had Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, we had uh, we had the uh, we had Jocko in the Energizer commercials. <laughs> Remember, Jocko? Yeah. No. No, Fuck yeah, he he was this dude with a mohawk, and he's like, "Energizer, it'll surprise you." And he was this like muscly dude, and he had he was in a TV show that had one Highway of those like TV funky right? highwaymen. Yes, thank you. He was in that with the funky truck. Holy fuck! Really man, good I premise. Yeah, like semi truck. We can watch watch that. Sometime. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's, that's really set, selling me on Australia. What we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> my point is, is that all of this inertia comes to this like crashing halt. There's. I mean, we, we didn't even talk about like them trying to uh, buy a car. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to to bring. We have to, we have to go back to the, we got to go back to the states. Yeah, yeah, stuff real quick. Accurate depiction of every, every mm. everyday American. Even the cops like fucking Frisker. Like it's fucking accurate. Like you trying to pay me with cash? Nobody yeah. uses fucking cash. Yeah. Is it what you what? want to be robbed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what though? And he pulls a gun on him. He's like, I'll take it anyway. <laughs> and he robs him. <laughs> fucking robs him he's such a dick he's like one of those like a, like a stage set fight because like he like yeah. goes and tries to throw yeah, a punch yeah. and then he grabs the gun and then he slaps him and then it's just really like oh they just weren't meant to, to win no here. right yeah no no it, it's, it's, it's not a good fight but a, he's got a gun what are you thinking you know like uh yeah. and he's, he's like injured he, he wants he, he doesn't want cash he wants credit and then later in the uh blood of eden we don't take credit only gold is a lyric in the song, and it always confused me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, no, that scene's really funny and weird. The, yeah. This guy, God, he reminded me of somebody like in a movie who has just like a bit part and just like plays a shithead and he has a mustache. It's like not Ron Jeremy, but it would be like a comedic version of that without like the huge dong. I know the character you're talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking about? Yeah, it's I a character type. 
Oh, it's on the tip of my fucking tongue. He it's has a mustache short. and everything too. Yeah, he's like a short. little Jeremy Pivenish. Like, little Jeremy yeah, Pivenish. A little bit. older though. Yeah, like further back because the fucking crusty. But like, uh, anyway, I just I had we we had to talk about that scene. That scene's hilarious. I love it. Um, but Australia. Just, so now they're in Australia. Yeah, and and he he's like working on a plane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. We meet I mean, David, it, does, it doesn't. Who's really fucking cool? Like David's like one of the best kind of like bit characters in the fucking movie. That's his name, many, right? Yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. David. Many, now I'm curious because you said like he met people along the way, and I know he loves Australia. And it's like, man, how many of these people in this film? Oh, are just kind of like around, and you just do you want to know? Do you want to know? Yeah. You know what his uh, his entire crew for the nine to twelve months of filming they did on all of these various locations was twenty two people. He dragged, he dragged these fuckers all over the world to the like. He even admits he's like, by the time we were done filming, we fucking hated each other. Like we were like, <laughs> didn't want to yeah. even be in the same fucking room with each other. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. at the same time, every time they landed in a location, he would hire all the locals. Yeah. In fact, when you get to the end, those two, the the old man and the old woman, were actors who did films with his mentor. I think I mentioned at the beginning. I don't know yeah, if I yeah, mentioned that, that off. Yeah, you brought that up. Uh, but yeah, no, earlier. Like, I don't know if that he, was recorded though. I don't Japanese know if I recorded it. Yeah, the Japanese guy. He he looked them up because he he his mentor like they were in his films. Um, uh, fuck, I didn't write that. The goddamn. There's movie. a lot of people by the end of this film, like especially in <laughs> Australia, like that that entire okay. compound. Was there okay. in one of the uh, in the uh, the Japanese documentary that's on the it's on the disc. There's this great scene where they're filming in Japan and it's in front of that building that has like the weird silhouettes of the kid jumping rope. Yeah. Which is right. one of my favorite fucking things in the movie. And it's it's where uh Sam Neill comes up to um uh Solvi and said like she's like sleeping kind of just sitting out front on a park bench, yeah. On like a park yeah, and, and there's all these people passing in front and in the back and uh you know like Sam Neill sits down and he like kisses her on the cheek and he, he just like kind of tilts her chin up to see if she's okay and then like vendors cuts because it's being filmed from like behind like uh this this bit in the documentary and um he calls it a wrap for the day and all the extras cheered and the subtitle like the narrator this woman she's just like and then when he called rap all of the extras cheered too and they did everybody lost their shit it was really fucking cool mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just this like really charming thing where he he's he's showing up and he's not trying to disrupt too much he doesn't mm-hmm. want to change like the scenery he actually wants to use you guys if you want to be in this thing especially when they go to china and it's just all of these people it's like, the old people she's talking to she yeah. herself is talking to and they're filming and he's dri- they're driving them around and they're like just yeah. like she's trying to too. learn language and filming it with her little handheld she, thing yeah she ghosts everybody in moscow and then like you hear from the sam uh, sorry uh eugene narrator that she video she spent a fortune video faxing him the data video faxing yes her trip to china spent a fortune video faxing what does that mean those are those (laughs) words what the fuck is a video fax so so 1990 video fax i wanted never i did want to bring up that's my that's my band that's how we learned about her trip through china and i guess they didn't have a lot of other stories the way that this film the way that this film, uh, like, I want to talk about Australia, but goddamn it, there's so much to mine. So, it's great. I love it. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, I, I wanted to bring up the comparison that, like, the way that this film treats the uh, locations that it's in 
does remind me a lot of the creator uh mm. i think in a lot of ways i i don't know what they did there necessarily i mean obviously the budget was much higher so i don't think that they could hire locals to be extras necessarily but i mean I, yeah i don't know i mean I, I can't be sure where they filmed again, any of that because a lot of it's cgi you know yeah, what that's I mean? true that's the, the garage but you know like, yeah but it uh, that's another case though where in that case, you know, it, even if it is manufactured, it was, again, it was naturalistic. It, that's, sure. I mean, I know, Ooh. I know, we're talking about until the end of the world here, but like, God, I, I, I want to talk about that movie. <laughs> I know, no, we will. I, I, I kind of okay. get what you're saying because it's one of those things for the fact that this movie is a time because, capsule. Yeah. Is mm. you can't like that kind of ties into that thought because it is so naturalistic. You kind of can't do this anymore the places they've been to even like how they were doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. and it, it it kind of like you well, kind i mean of have, no you kind, I mean, of have, you, you kind of have to cgi it in a lot of ways well, you, nowadays you could, you could if you were gonna do a shot for a shot re- remake of this but like i think you can shoot on location it's just it's yeah, not as it's not it. as like prohibitively expensive really either it's just like i think people are just like it's a hassle mm-hmm. and there's a certain way like things look now where you kind of, you know, look the the lady that uh, fucking uh, directed uh, Nomadland, which is fantastic. Her next film mm-hmm. was this like, they, they give her this, the Eternals movie and like, 65% <laughs> yeah. of it is like previous CGI. And she's got to squeeze a fucking story into that. And it's like, you know, you can't have something like this now. No. You know, like not even not even Scorsese doing the Irishman. You know, he had to like yeah. use CGI to de-age like, mm, well, hero, that, but it still looked like an old man fighting. You know, like yeah. It's, I would I would like to. See, I mean, I wish. I guess if we lived in a different world, I would have liked to have seen someone try to do this type of film of filming on location, showing these places, and not trying to like show them as they are. You know, and that's the weird thing about this film. That's supposed to be a science fiction film with fictional mm-hmm. things. But it shows these places so well as mm. they are or were, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, he, and again, yeah. he just knows he just knows where to take the camera and where to point yeah, it. Blows it's my like, mind. Oh man! Put some, put some glossy coats on some people. A couple of like very very late model autos, you know, uh, that are yeah, barely yeah. dressed up. Give some, give some really people great. umbrellas with uh, with glowing stems, and you know, yep. we're good. <laughs> That's it. Yep, that's all needed. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's I mean, it had else. cool it's eyewear the whole way through. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that was there another were. thing I wanted to talk about. It's Matsuda eyewear. Uh, it was mm. just getting, re- and everyone has seen a pair of Matsuda frames. At least I think everyone who's seen Terminator Two. It's the Sarah mm-hmm. Connor shades uh, mm. with the, the the shades on the side. Same designer, um, mm-hmm. but they're just getting big into, into Hollywood at this time. And every character has really cool Matsuda shades for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That's fast. That's interesting to me. There's even the goggles, you know, that uh, William Hurts when he's working out in Australia, he has these like. Yeah. I, 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 I do think that that's kind of dealing with the devil a little bit. It's kind of like acronym being in, featured in like Deus Ex games. Huh? Mm. I think some designers are really like leaning hard into like designing the future, and I. But I think in this instance, they were sought out by vendors. Right. Yes. Okay. okay As opposed right. to the other way around. It's you know, weird. I mean, it's... like this stuff should exist. You should. You see, like a Coca Cola truck. You know, like at one. I guess point, it would be kind of like an endorsement, like uh, the uh, 
cyber deck that product placement was big though in this era Romancer. that's the thing like a lot of big movies were having like product placement and it doesn't detract from this film at all i think it actually oh, yeah. helps it well this isn't it. this doesn't feel like placement it just feels like well, just that, is just yeah exactly stuff that exists in the real world yeah, yeah. i have a sony yeah. video fax which is shown in the film you know yeah. because <laughs> because you know there are so many ways to get around that but it's it's always noticeable when you know yeah no, when you it, change uh walmart to hallmark like, yeah right. walmart or welcome yeah. to costco we love you well there's one <laughs> brand that showed up throughout that i don't know if it's the real one or not but it was like a blow pumped kind of like oh yeah yeah they do uh audio. Audio. what's it called bound they do, uh... it was bound there was like a bound coffee maker bound fridge oh no shit okay all right mm-hmm. yeah because i know they do uh they knew they did car systems like uh back back in the boom bap days like they were Alpine, Blaupunkt was like one of the higher end mm-hmm. ones, Pioneer, yeah. you know. They're French, uh, French company. Right on. Yeah. And it's all cool of this work. brings us to Australia where none of these things are because it is a the completely... Sunglasses. The sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it. That was... Heavily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, that's, that's a that sequence where they're where they're trying to like get uh this, you know, this puddle jumper uh working. Um mm-hmm. and it's a bit confusing because I, I think there's like a lot that happens like it the... is and it's kind of silly yeah it is again you think it's gonna go wrong because our, our fucking uh bounty hunter from australia shows up it's a fucking guy and immediately gets punked like <laughs> it's like, it looks like it's gonna be like oh fuck claire's in trouble you because know he's taking sleeping pills and he's like handcuffing her to the door of the plane it's like in and... australia he's he's sleeping in bed with a woman i don't know if this is supposed to be his wife or you know his company for the evening because he is like because he's from here and right. he gets a fucking message and he's in it says like how it talks to him like oh this person's here and she's like who's that and he's like oh fuck i gotta get up and he, and he the just... whole time is just in this like crazy like nineties rockabilly, like Purple. points on it on his collar. Uh, it's got a bolo yeah. tie. He's got like a leather mm-hmm. hat. It's just so it's so funny. Open trench coat. Like yep. <laughs> he's, yeah, he definitely looks the the part of bounty hunter. He looks like he's constantly moving. Yes, yeah. Like uh, when he's standing still, he looks like he's constantly moving. They looks, they all end up catching yeah. up with him because Claire uses the video phone at the place where they're fixing the plane, and so not mm-hmm. only does the bounty hunter catch up with them, but so does um. Eugene winter in uh, winter. Yeah. 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 And this is where it just gets fun again. Yeah, because they <laughs> like basically everybody just shows up together. They're also trying to ditch each other fight. and then they'll catch up with each other again. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like an altercation, but like then then it's fine. You know, everybody's yeah. fine. Yeah. There's no reason I mean, it literally, like, this whole thing constantly looks like it's going to spin out of control, and, like, even the fist fight between Eugene and, and uh, oh, fucking and then, Sam. Oh, and then there's the part after that where, like, Claire's still kind of fucked up, uh, and uh, what's his name uh, that we were just talking about? Chico. Uh, oh. No, not Chico. Uh, David? Yeah, David uh, mm-hmm. walks up and he, like, asks for the bag that has... Oh, no, 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 the- no. The, uh, David's David's the pilot. He's the mechanic that was helping right, right, right. Uh, Sam. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is this guy's name? Okay, yeah. this is pissing me off because well, I knew it. No, no, no. I'm talking about the detective guy, right? No, no, Bert. no, no. Uh, oh, Bert. that's right. No, you're right. David does ask for the bag because he yeah. has to hide it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's like, and it has all the money in it. <laughs> yeah. You think it's going to go bad. It's like, this is a perfect opportunity for this guy to like make off with a bunch of cash. Yeah. Like, right. pretty much and scot-free. It, no, also, he takes... Just, 
it takes the bag with the with the helmet and the right. data. It's uh, not the money. It's the helmet and the data. Uh, yeah, the money's oh. all of that stuff was like right behind Claire, and she was given the truth serum again by Homeboy. Yeah. And this dude is straight up being like, and she's just like, I'm just gonna answer you in French, motherfucker. <laughs> it's such, it's such awesome. a smart move. Oh well, yeah, I thought, I thought mad. that bag had like everything in it. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they, the money they decided and... that it has to go like... ahead of them for safety. Yeah. To well, make that's sure after David gets... takes care of our detective friend by tying him to a fucking chair, just yeah. like ropes and shit. <laughs> and not even like handcuffs. This is a pretty obtuse part because he, the the detective Bert, the sorry, the bounty hunter Bert has handcuffed Claire to the oh. airplane <laughs> yes. door. Oh, right. and they then <laughs> subdue Bert. And somehow they don't hit him with the wrench to get the key out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Because she no. remains handcuffed to this door for quite some time. Yeah. Yes. Right. Even for when quite they, some time. He turns into quite an impediment. Yes. Yeah. Because we get this beautiful, like, they take off. The bag goes ahead of them. You know, B- Bounty Hunter Man is basically hogtied to a fucking bench, which is mm-hmm. just And once again, Claire and Sam were like, okay, guys, for real this time. We need to lose you. <laughs> and they take off yeah. in the plane and don't tell them where they're going. But yeah. the Claire's bag with the money still has the, the air tag from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The bank robbers mm-hmm. were tracing yeah. her in the first place. It also right. turns out they're going to the one place that's safe because there's nowhere else to go. And yeah. everyone's and scared. We're also hearing Blood of Eden. <laughs> yep. The whole time. And, and it song, is the entire song. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful it's so shots of that. Really, really choose, choose that. Uh, the scenery at that part. So yeah. they start driving there again, and and they have like an overland, like a really nice uh, off-road RV, yeah. like really high mm-hmm. solar panel. It's a really cool rig for being you know out there. Yeah, and then we and get then one the moment of special effects in yeah. the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> that isn't on a screen. Like we we get the the apparently something happened with the yeah. fucking satellite. It's a flash like a pulse. Pulse. Yeah. It's it's kind of it kind of put me in the mind of uh, Damnation Alley's sky, <laughs> just for a God. I was like, Aw. and then also a later the dream scenes, yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's quick too. It's like not even like oh no, mushroom cloud. It's just like flash, and then suddenly everything that has like a, a electronic current in it just stops. stops. Yeah, all circuitry yeah. gets fried, including the, the engine of their airplane. Yeah, mm-hmm. the propeller stops, and then they're just gliding. Yeah, and it's and both like really cool about it yeah they're like yeah i guess we were going fast enough well i mean i mean when when you're like a uh what do you call that like a cessna like that uh you know any plane you you can't you can't just glide yeah any plane that's the misconception of like you know just because they're just lucky that the the fucking ground beneath them was uh basically you know flat as shit that was an incredible dangerous landing yes oh yes it could have been way worse. Yeah, yeah. But and it's remember, still pretty bad because when they land, see here we are. Look at us. We're going fucking play by play. When they land, <laughs> they can't break the goddamn handcuff off the fucking airplane door, so they just take they off the even, airplane they, door. Yeah, you would think they would be able to like get the, nope. the handle off at least. Nope. But nope. She's I'm scary. Gonna, I'm going to truncate a racist. I'm going to truncate a racist joke. I heard. Well, he gives them the key. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, at least they're in the middle of the desert, and she's got this uh, airplane door. But if it gets hot, she could just roll the window down. Hey, <laughs> hey, I fixed it. Um, so I mean, it's, I mean uh, 
And this is this is another part of this uh, film that I, I really appreciate. It's a thing that we don't get a lot of. And this is not a kind of film that I would enjoy in a theater. I'm glad that I got to watch this at home. Yeah. This is kind of like a thing to do over a weekend, you know? Yeah. Um, this, it really is like a, a mini series. I mean, it's... Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 If you're going to yeah, binge it, a fucking 10 episodes of. And you it's know, cozy. It's cozy. It's not, you don't have to is. see this on a big screen. Yeah. No. I mean, sit close to the TV for, you know, the effect. Yeah. That's all. I mean, as you told me before I watch it, just let it wash over you. Yeah. Really. Just let it happen. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where it just, man. So it's, it's just a lot of walking. It's a lot of like the two of them kind of taking care of each other, trying to make sure they're okay. He gives her like the last drink of water. Like all of this stuff. And they come to this oasis. It's like on the top of a small hill that looks like a crater that's just full of water. It's beautiful. and It's incredible. You know that's real. Like, because everything is, the landscape, it's like, they're really doing this. And I'm like, wow, that's just out there, huh? It's beautiful. Yeah. I Listen to us. In the year of our Lord, 2023, talking like this. Uh, My God. What have we lost? You know what I mean? Like kids cinema. That's what we fucking lost. It's really breathtaking. The whole, the whole scene, the the whole uh, shooting of the whole thing. Does nobody know how to fucking shoot and cut a film anymore? (laughs) No, I mean, there's tons now. There's lots of, and it's just them walking in the desert for a really long time with good music behind it. Listen, we, we, whenever, whenever someone, whenever we get all old man yells at Sky about like this kind of shit. Like about the way things used to be. Just you're talking about pop culture, you know. Like sure. pop culture is definitely not the same thing as independent filmmaking. And I know that this yeah. was not exactly. And again, this movie like, did not do well when it came yeah. out. No, it yeah. did not. Yeah. I don't even think it made money back in VHS sales and rentals. Yeah. I don't even know. But if you look, yeah, if you look at like, know about this that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's a, somebody, it was a huge uh, memory hole for a long time. Somebody who uh, wrote for Neon Dystopia know about it. There's a, a oh yeah review on there. I have to. What is that control? I think it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, fucking yeah. Good call. I mean, it's good shit. Yeah. And maybe who I read again that. Neon Dystopia is immaculate. <laughs> maybe I read that and it triggered like that memory of this thing. You know. Anyway, anyway, yeah, back during the uh, the 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 dark times last year. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was yeah. so there was an event. That, uh... Hey, did you guys see uh, yeah. Tiger King? Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no. I see. I'm just like that. Just happened yesterday for me. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like I'm still I'm still in the midst of just I don't know what the fuck happened after August of like 2019. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, yeah. zero, please. Yeah, me too in a very real way, actually. What you oh, said. yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. The past three years. Have absolutely. This is the part of the show where we just break it down and just... And by wall. it, we mean us. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah. But yeah, it's like the past three years. Just it's been one uh-huh. thing after another, and uh-huh. we haven't had enough time to process it. That's why it still uh-huh. feels like 2020 again. Yep. It's never, it hasn't ended. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I disassociate less, but that doesn't yeah. help. I, I think disassociate uh, less, compartmentalize more. That's my motto in the new year. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I need to conjure my like you know old Catholic power of repression. <laughs> you start driving stuff down until it eats me inside out, and then I you know Implode. fucking approach a stranger at a bar and say, and she tells me not to fall in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need to become my own paralysis demon. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, after much walking by the two of them, we meet up back again with the people they're trying to ditch in the first place <laughs> that are in a diesel truck. So that one's running just fine. And they're trying to go out to the whole destination. Not how that works, but okay. The whole time. Uh, and we meet a new it's character, incorrect. Buzzer, who's a, the, the one-armed dude, Buzzer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's great. That dude's one-armed awesome. Didgeridoo rock so fucking hard. He's, uh, yes. No, he's inspired me to consider one day perhaps possibly trying to play a didgeridoo. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. Well, he he's... has more gusto than almost anyone in this film for that. And again, he's he just a real person. Yeah, oh. he's just a guy, but it, like he fucking shreds on the dirigible. What if he fucks the Yeah, he like beatboxes with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. They, they, this is a this is this is somebody they found around there. You know what I mean? Like this is absolutely yeah. somebody. He's like definitely hired. like what you picture when you think of like an Australian. He's that. <laughs> he is one armed, mustachioed. He's got a long hat, long coat. He's got one of those old uh, prosthetics that has kind of like claw. the the claw that's like mm-hmm. manipulatable. But at the same time, yeah. it almost it did almost look like I don't know. It, it, there's something clean about the design. That I appreciated yeah. that made no, it, 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 yeah, at least modern. That's how we used it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just clamp that thing to the didgeridoo. Yeah, yeah. and just fucking go off. I, I loved it. He's I mean, dude. Yeah, dude was practically a cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> but this is took notes from him. <laughs> yeah. Where we finally get to meet Doctor Farber, who is Sam's dad, and we find the whole purpose of this. Was not this only to make this blind lady. Max von Sydow, by the way. I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. This oh. is where the film goes places I was nowhere prepared for or expecting. Yeah, this is where kind of really turns into a different film. It's a little Car- flat, flatliners That's, meets like Black Rainbow it. kind of area. Oh my god! Yeah, there like, are left turns, and then there is Tesla autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> like we find out, okay, they're in this place in. I don't know if the native people of Australia are like tribe tribes, but like the, basically, the Bantua, yeah, yeah, the they've been, community. Yeah, we find out they've been like for because of what they've done for their community. His parents have been are basically part of this tribe now. They're accepted. They follow their rituals. They're like they came there in their youth to help cure a blindness epidemic. That was he, yeah. he's a doctor. She's an author. They came to mm-hmm. this community, and the community accepted them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and. I don't want to say it's like white savory because it's really not because they, I think yeah, they, need, I mean, they need the community little, more than they do. It's a little yeah. though. Like he gets there a and like little. he helps them yes. out and it's cool. And then like he betrays them. So like the, the place yes. out yeah. does. It out in there. really does. Yeah. And that's, that's wait, an important wait, lesson. Long it's not seen as wait long enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not was, positive at all. His character no, is yeah. not a good person. This that's is what he's, he's the second like huge dick that we yeah. find in this movie but and, like you know you have the guy that robbed them and then then like you meet max von Sydow, and then sam turns into a dick because they fucking hate each other and they immediately yep. are just like well we gotta start up the engine you know like i, I could do it dad no you're too tired you should rest mm-hmm. fuck me dad i'm gonna prove myself to you and it's like that's yeah. dumb oh yeah, yeah. So you should throw it watch me do see it. see this is where the toxic masculine yes. yes toxic masculinity yes. comes around comes out when technology is involved well, mm-hmm. I would say when you make a win between father and son, this is the talk yeah. masculine between generations. Oh, it's yeah. A- and we find out he didn't volunteer 
to like go around the world and use this device to take these images he got the fuck out because he couldn't stand the old man and figured he might as well do this while he used this as an excuse to get away from him yeah which is Goddamn. kind of relatable as someone who isn't very close with his parents uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, I mean, his yeah. dad's been playing dead here and he has a secret lab here because he's yeah. working for the government and sam thought he was dead and sam had a whole like wife and kid and a life before this and he like which is them yeah. yeah. which really is insane yeah. that's an insane thing to do are you fucking Ooh. kidding me you left yeah. your wife and kid because you have daddy issues that's well, the thing this the ending is all about daddy issues he yeah and he well and not really all about but like not all it's about. actually about something else this is just kind of actually like one thread in this like, another it is. yeah it is ball that hits here but like it's oh fuck what was i gonna say i lost it god damn it we, we were talking about something and it was like, no, wait, it's this. And then now I'm wrong. His dad. <laughs> well, his dad, but also his, his mom is incredible too. Like, yeah. it's, oh, she's incredible. Yeah. Cause we yeah. meet these characters, these characters with these incredible stories and lives. And what <laughs> T, T didn't, T didn't think it was weird that she kept touching everybody's face. She thought it was weird the way she was touching people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it is very sensual. That, that, yeah. That's but a, then that, like William was very like laying in her lap. Like not yeah, no, it's a very sen- they're sensual. What, what can it's I say? Like yeah. But it, 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 well, I mean, it, it's it's weird depending on your experience. Um sure. yeah. like I can also see it at the same time as like they were very affectionate as a family, but he never quite like grew up in some ways yeah or he was just really like, yeah i d- definitely got that vibe that's good on the film i mean i got so everybody's too. got some arrested development you know what I'm sure saying? but mine doesn't involve that it's just his is on an epic level especially because yeah. you know he left his wife and kid to go do this shit um he keeps saying oh that's what it was he keeps saying he lost his wife and kid and it's like is he are he, they dead they never quite say no yeah well he goes and sees him at the end remember yeah they're the, alive yeah. i think well, he's just, dead yes yeah, that's they, correct. He goes but, and looks at them and he realizes that she's with another guy and he just drives right. Her. That's right. That's right. That's right. He was with another woman, so touche. I mean, mm-hmm. I like, they yeah. think he's fucking yeah. dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, are you fucking, like, he's not a good person. He's a sympathetic yeah. person, but he's not a good person. Yeah. But I, anyway, we're in this fucking secret lab. In, <laughs> it is awesome. In pre, in a, put into prehistoric cake cave system. This is like a yeah. sacred site to these people. Oh, it's yeah. like this sandstone valley. Yeah. Kind it's of, like, beautiful. And it's they, incredible. <laughs> and this shit's gnarly and spherical awesome. supercomputers and cooling tanks that bubble. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so good. Really well Everything is so good. This is this is where I think a lot I'm sure a lot of the budget went. I'm gonna meet the techie so. hacker guy. It's the yeah. only set in the film. Well, everybody yeah. has a job. There's a team. And yeah. like you actually learn their roles like because this movie moves at this pace where like and, yeah enough is given to everyone it all matters the thing never stops until well no. we'll get to it but like you know, even you, then yeah and you know like two or three of them are from this tribe of people like they they're the like scientists who are trained under them basically and yeah like, like these are their people to, their community is very important to them but they also believe in this project and the project is literally to give sight to the light Yes, yeah. his mother is blind, and I need to mention that uh, Vin Vendors mentioned in one of his interviews that his aunt was blind, like an aunt that he loved, mm-hmm. and like she loved him too, and would come to his fucking movies. 
so he kind of like always wanted to give her her sight you know like show her this stuff. yeah like, this is the thing i do i want you to see this which yeah. oh my god all that of that is baked into this woman that twisted yeah. my brain just now because i didn't know that because we because the way he has her character describe seeing like terrifies oh. not disappoints her but terrifies her of how yeah. dark and grim yeah, the world is the world is darker than she thought it would be yeah and that got they're me. trying to get it to work yeah and it yeah, does yeah. kind of and, and it, well and the the oh, way man. that the the device works is that yeah it transfers the way that the person who experienced that sight like it experience it, mm-hmm. it's not it just that sensation image. yeah right. to that person so that person can associate you know these positive emotions with the seeing a person that they've only like ever heard and felt before. Yeah. But it does really bring out that point that like, why? (laughs) Because, because why people don't, don't need to see, I understand the sentiment of wanting. Yeah. She ends up, (laughs) she ends up with that question. She begs you to ask, begs to ask, you know, why, when you see her treatment of it. But like yeah. the the tech itself, what this is the part of the movie where I realized how dark this actually is because it's, it's dangerous, digitizing it brain waves. Mm-hmm. So you instantly, and I'm like, oh, and the government is after him for this technology, so they can mm-hmm. take him to Guantanamo or wherever the fuck they want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just scan yep. someone's brain and find out exactly what they're thinking, saying, doing. Yeah. And the scariest part about it is that, but you can also implant sensations into this person, so you can reprogram them essentially, mm-hmm. like just the, the yep, better than we've ever been able to. There's tech like that going on right now with uh, um, yeah AI that can read MRI data and come up with uh, picture images. Of person, was yeah. oh fuck, man, this movie is so fucking ahead of its time. Really. It yeah. really is. And yeah. this is the weird thing. Like we talked about a lot of movies and how they like predict what's coming. I thought like Daybreakers did a good job with a couple of things, but like this, well, the, really the turn that it takes near the of, end, like in like the later parts of the final act, where yeah. you know they they mm-hmm. get this this they have the ability to record their like yeah record and their re-experience dreams. their dreams mm-hmm. yeah, and they get addicted to it instantly. Yeah. It is, and there's a scene box. where they're just like standing in this that sandstone cavern, and it's just empty, and they're just standing across this like little pond, and mm-hmm. staring at the screens. Yeah, with like so bags haunting. under their eyes, and yeah, yeah. Like all they're doing. Oh, you mean me at four o'clock in the morning playing like Call of Duty? Yeah, I know. Uh, you, mean, <laughs> you mean you mean fucking literally us and everyone listening to this? Yeah, yes. you mean anybody yeah. who has a fucking smartphone? You yeah. mean any like? Oh, it really he does bring that out. Really bring out, knock this out of the park. Yep, it really <laughs> brings that out. That no, just it, literally it, the addiction that we have to technology. Like I cannot line, live without a screen. The line God that got it. me was the yeah. tyranny of the the tyranny of the image, the prison yeah. of the ego, yeah. and how writing has to. You know, I felt like that in college. You know, with other you know graphic illustrators getting fucking jobs, and the rest of us were like eating you know, bowls of cereal, but you know, yeah. the whole point is, is like, how does writing fight against that? How what does the word? Yeah. That other line. Uh, uh, in and, the beginning, there was only words in the end. There was only images. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, the other subject here is once they, they realize they can turn this technology around and just produce images of their dreams. It pisses off the entire indigenous. Yeah. Community and they all yes. play. 
and it's yeah. so you have to kind of realize that like dreaming the, the dreaming is their religion and they start yeah. fucking with their yeah. religion and they all just like sacred yeah. it's and sacred. they are principled about this there isn't yeah. a hanger on there isn't a turncoat like they're gone no, it's they basically s- just the three of them and the the weird kid that's like it, australian dj qualls yeah, yeah basically because it's because all of their traditions are orally told and because mm-hmm. everything is inside of them it's their sacred t- traditions that you're violating that like they're no, riding in on the truck there's that you're old man externalizing and, the internal world yeah or there's that old man singing in a and, tangible and, manner you know william hurt has to mansplain that like he's singing to the land yeah you know like yeah. he's his his job is he is okay. the guardian of okay. this you like know what? yeah that was the thing that i was kind of waffling about on this movie because i was like because it did that's what i was saying earlier i was like i didn't know if this was like kind of that 1990s neoliberal we need to like uh, it'd be neoliberal if it came from here i i think yeah Fenders was doing something different no it it he like was. it gets yeah. close to that but the things that you you guys have been pointing out that i didn't know that like didn't process in my head like that makes a lot of sense he's again naturalistic like it's mm-hmm. what would happen yeah. and he's he's presenting it as it's occurring to him yeah. a lot of this yeah you know yeah. like uh it's i don't know i i feel like this movie has definitely like moved up in this version in my estimation mm-hmm. because it's it feels more complete and it is very relaxing oh yeah like this is yeah. a chill chill film but then again even like at the end at the end at this part of the movie where they realize it wasn't the end of the world, they get like a radio signal and like, they yeah. realize, Oh, yeah. and they have a party on new year's Eve, but then it, go- it goes on when they, again, turn this technology on themselves, on their dreams, they yep. literally become addicted to it. Everybody leaves them. That's all they're doing. And as someone who can, who can barely remember my dreams, but I know I have really interesting dreams just from the, the pits of pieces I can remember. I could totally see just like wake yep. up in the morning and just like, reading my feedback and seeing what the hell trying to figure out what the hell is going on oh man mm-hmm. i would i would hate that like i i smoke weed to uh, <laughs> make the dreams go away <laughs> so. well it's fucked up because his dreams are weird and like of people and places and walking it's usually memories himself. and shit yeah and her, mm-hmm. yeah and hers are of a ch- and you don't get this about her character until this moment of a childhood she barely remembers because yeah. it's all like herself as a child or yeah. other children. Oh, yeah. She has that her. one memory and she's like, oh, my God, I must have been dreaming this the entire time. I haven't yeah. thought of this since I was a kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been dreaming my childhood and I've like barely remember it. And that's, that's a what... very fucking miracle. Yeah, when, they, when, they, when they start looking at it, they have this moment where she, she's talking to the doctor. And they're looking at the playback from Sam and you know she's looking at the images. She says, oh, it's beautiful. And the doctor's like, wallpaper is beautiful. You are looking at the human soul singing to itself, to its own God. It's like, which is pretty. Which, as the as the community realized and saw, it's pretty fucking evil. Is you're not yeah. supposed to look at a person's soul that's theirs okay. inside them and their secrets yeah. and who they are. Oh yeah, like and, and it's it's not even that too. Like it's you know it's your brain just fucking processing its RAM. You know, just like flushing the RAM and like you know running yep. numbers and like just whatever making me dream that i could breathe the air on yeah, but that that obsession that they get with you know create well like observing this internal world and being what more if, invested in that than well what is yeah. social media the real world. what is, what is instagram actually, what is instagram reels whatever what is your far, um, far, far family head. pride trumps the end of the world pretty much 
No. Yeah, it's like, what is your online persona? Like, we joke about, like, you know, we have no names, but, like, the, what you present online is not who you actually are most of the time. Yeah. And that's why it terrifies me that people can make, like, <laughs> models of your personality that can live on after your death based on your social media content. Absolutely not. Absolutely do not. not. Do not do that. Do not do um, that. Make me the, um, the new yeah, social yourself. profile. <laughs> but I remember that guy. Don't don't talk to him. He's weird. Um, don't mm-hmm. do that. That's a bad thing. Uh, it, it cheapens your soul, as this movie tells us. Yeah, and I'm I'm at that age where I'm just like, you know, I don't have any kids, but it's like, oh, it's all dad jokes, I guess. <laughs> you don't want it's, this. It's a slide. Yeah, if you yeah you clone me, like when you get to like the numbers like one thirty five, like when I if I were still alive, it'd be one hundred thirty five, hundred forty years old. It was just it's just going to be this like nonstop scream. <laughs> you're just like make it stop. You know, like yeah, if it's like, if it's actually going to have my personality, like oh, I thought this was I was told this would end. I was told this would end. You know, well, <laughs> it, it, I mean, not to talk about this asshole too much, but imagine how like cheaply it would be to like just make someone's personality out of their online social media bullshit yeah. posts. Person, oh, you mean like Microsoft Tay? Exactly. Yeah, it, it's 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 evil. It's cheap. It's not who that person really was. You know, yeah. it's in that's yeah. it's like in your As dreams or the, even the Black Mirror episode. Be right back. Teaches us. There you yeah. go. God, that's a haunting one. But yeah, um, no this this whole podcast took a dark turn because that's what this film. Is. Well, this yeah, movie, this, this is what I'm talking about. These are that's cause, autopilot. Cause this yeah, is this about, movie this movie yeah. is very dreamlike, but it's not it's not Lynchian in that there's like no. it's dreamy, well, and then there are moments oh. of sheer terror as you know you would experience in <laughs> Another, dreams. There 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 are no like jarring moments in this film. What's another note that I wrote here? I was like, how, how much acting is just sleep deprivation and jet lag? Like mm. based on the way they film this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about whenever you guys have a nightmare, like whenever you've had one, if you think back, mm-hmm. doesn't it usually occur right before you wake up? And usually it's like in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like the most uh, intense part of a dream happens like right. Like yes, it does. Supposed to wake you, up anyway. You, you, don't you dream right before, uh, like you get REM sleep? Yeah, yeah. Most like most you. of the heavy dreaming that we usually actually remember is right is right before and, we, yeah like you said yeah. right before we wake up yeah because yeah. i've i've like woken up and i'd have like my hands like held above me like i was vacuuming <laughs> you know what i mean like i was just like oh wow fuck, what the fuck you know yeah. like and I, it, i'll feel that like you know fucking fade away but i'll be like no nah, i had the physical like i felt the thing in my hands like all of that and i feel like this is kind of like they're about to wake up yeah. but first we have to have this crazy lucid nightmare shit yeah <laughs> It is because this is like biblical shit because they're just carrying around these screens like we do in real life. Oh, they're they're hiding and in the she, nooks. The nooks, the yeah, deserts, them wandering the and nature. Obsessively watching these things. Yeah. And this goes on for a while. It yeah. does. It's really sad and kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. It really, it, it's, it goes on long enough that you like turn your phone over and turn the ringer off. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's painful whole, too because again, you spent this film. at the end that like it really, yeah, or a lot more of. Which they, I feel like they kind of have to rush it. Like you get the point and everything, but mm-hmm. it doesn't give the same service to I think the the depth of what's going you. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's why it feels like such a whiplash because you had this like the previous like you know four hours basically. Yeah, you have two hours of this like crazy zany fucking world hopping craziness, and then you have like two hours of everything slowing down and getting to know the the project and trying to make this this lady see, and then. Oh fuck! We skipped the part where like she dies. Yes. Oh yeah, 
a right. whole thing about it. They yeah, they do. That's where the movie, like it comes to a halt. Yeah, and that's how they fall into despair. That's this that's is when weird. They turn to addiction. So. Well, it, it, it's even more than that because this is when he betrays his adopted community of yeah. like he he's, he goes through the rituals of like you know the funeral. You know, they give her a traditional burial, but he like which rubs I think, ashes on his head and face. Yeah, he does. He does it, I mean, and it's, he's crying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that right. was it's, like a really powerful moment. True too. sorrow. Like, but you can't watch that and not tear up. Like, yeah, it's fucking no, really no. tough. It, it, but he does the thing, and I think more. I think we everyone should do this. Uh, he ignores. I think everyone should do. Every culture should have this, but he ignores it. Is the mm-hmm. rituals of mourning because mm-hmm. they have pre, pre they have rituals of you know yeah, you're supposed you to mourn. In the lab you right shouldn't now. be working. You're going mm-hmm. against you know mm-hmm. the rituals and like what you're supposed to be doing because mm-hmm. this is. You know, this is basically spiritually killing you. But you know, at the same like, time, it's a very Western thing to work through your grief, and that's what it is. Does. And and her loss renders the experiment doubly useless at the moment. Yep, they don't have another subject. There mm-hmm. isn't someone else to test on. Everyone else is, has their sight. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's why that's where he gets like wiggity weird with it. Oh, he gets real weird because then he immediately goes experimenting on one of their elderly uh, oh. men, and. Yeah. And he's trying to say, oh, he agreed to it, he agreed to it. And I'm like, no, because he didn't fully understand what the fuck you were going to do, which is showing our inner world and who we are. And like, we're not okay with this. This is our sacred traditions, you know, (laughs) like, not okay. And And this is like, this is a rift forming moment. Yes. Everyone's not okay with this. Yeah, no. This is when he's really showing his Western, you know, bullshit. They have that, oh God, what's her name? They have that one shot of her underneath the grating they walk on with all the wires yeah. around her on cursing her knees. Just yeah. Cursing, cursing him. him. It's yeah. fucking incredible shot. Yeah, that that little like chamber is also got it That's beautiful. Because yeah, <laughs> she's on man. her uh the wife's adopted sister. Like she, she mm-hmm. treats her as yes. yeah. takes care of her. Like they take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's like basically just cursing him like yeah. in their way. Like basically yeah. call, like just saying all the things he's done wrong and you know like it's incredible it's eerie scene mm-hmm. and totally justified yeah. also yeah no that's the other thing it's totally wildly different than everything else that's come before it and yet feels completely earned. yep yeah. and it's here's also the other f- thing too oh, about it uh you thought oh you thought this was some white savior shit no nah, he's he's the devil yep yeah. absolutely like this, this film's I mean, not on his side. You nope. still understand why he does what he does. Like sure. it makes perfect sense, but sure. yeah, he's not sympathetic. No, like you don't feel bad. No, he betrays them so hard. It's and, and they, they suffer for it. Yeah, they do. Uh, they yeah. leave. Everyone leaves. Finally, after like a couple of weeks of this, of them like starving themselves and just looking at their video screens, uh, Gene shows up and takes takes Claire out of there and like make basically makes her go cold turkey. And this is the scene where he like. Yeah, this is like yeah, so this is a cage. This is hard, this is crazy shit. Yeah, this is like actual like rehab shit. This is hard because you spent this entire film falling in love with her, and that's why it's kind of like maybe if this was two separate films, the shock of this would be like less heartbreaking. But I think because we've just watched this entire thing, it fucks you up a little bit because she is screaming, she is in pain, it is awful. She literally she can't yells see her dream again. Like the batteries see, die. Like and it freaks her the fuck out. Like she literally her in a fucking chicken wire yeah. like cage outside. She off. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. I, I can tell you, if you knew how many times in the last two weeks my toddler has come up to me screaming to put batteries in a device that won't work oh. because she wants it to work, it's uh, it's a weird it's a weird duality. Well, take take some money out of the Patreon and get some chicken wire. You got a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, what's really funny but, too is like his positioning well, that, too, right? Because oh, I forgot to mention, right? So he lost his book because of the fucking nuke. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have his book. But yeah. when he gets to the, the, the encampment, the, the lab, he sees a typewriter and he's like, can I fucking borrow that? And they're like, yeah, sure. The kids just use it to dick around with anyway. You know, go for it. There's nothing else to do. And like winter's razzing his ass the entire time. Yeah. And yep. like he gives as good as he gets. It's really good. I love like, it. Back no. and forth, it's fucking wonderful. The great story is when he's... When, he's, when he's trying to get her to quit, uh, Sam yeah, yeah. is definitely prefiguring his, his mouth of madness role. He's just like, Typing in the oh, moonlight yeah. while Claire's screaming in the background—it's <laughs> incredible. It's incredible. It's like it's a, it's it's just a wild fucking moment where I'm like I don't know how to feel about any of this. Yeah, and he's sitting outside with a like a whole desk and everything and his typewriter. And he's, and he's just typing away. Crazy too. Like you it's know? not it's not really yeah. like I mean like it's it's I, nice that he did this, but it's not really cool the way he does no. it. No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. not living great either. It's not like he's keeping. I mean, he is keeping her in a cage, but he's also like sleeping outside. Yeah, they're also yeah. like abandoned town. That was yeah. I just felt for them in this scene. Like I yeah. felt for both of them because it's like this is a shitty thing, and it's, it's like hard. a shitty thing that you oh, got. Like, how else are you going to go cold turkey off of your electronic devices after like, everything else in the world has ended? Yeah. Uh, like, are you going to go to the nearest rehab location in the middle of fucking Australia? Well, like, how, how, how do you wean off of, you know, there being is... addicted to your own dreams right. other than cold turkey? How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, if and, I had to quit here's the other thing. Oh, God. First of all, uh, Eugene was able to get her real easy because Homeboy was staring at his screen, too. Yep. You know, He's like... Not... Yeah. To the There's point like, where their relationship just... ended, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just, the, the other, the, uh, think about the it, okay? The entirety of the romance comes to this moment. And yeah. And yeah. it ends because they just forget the other exists because they're yeah. too wrapped up in themselves, which is, you know, I guess a metaphor for, for it. But well, like, think about it. They spent the entire film. If those fucking things such a powerful had fun. cameras and were connected to the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's Holy it's a phone. God. It's that's just that's a phone. It it's the fucking internet because the it's internet is also yeah. is also a representation of our dreams in yeah. a way. No, mm -hmm. that's Instagram. And that's, that's, and that's, that's it's, it's, such, it's such a powerful statement because I mean I think about I've been thinking about this more and more lately. It's like I am addicted to tech. I'm addicted to tech and I can't like I'm surrounded. It, it's not, I'm not gonna bad play. necessarily. Like it's we all play video games, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I got a hand cranked radio over there just in case with the USB out. But it is definitely Ooh. there. Have been times that it has definitely gotten like out of hand for me. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and I'm sure that it's the same for everybody. Well, I mean, like, we, time, well, sure. yeah, we see like the positive of it and the negative of it too. In that, in throughout mm -hmm. the entire film, the positive. You know, which I was thinking of is like, well, I'm in communication with people who I love and I'm able to yeah. keep an eye on and they can keep an eye on me. We're doing this fucking podcast as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like there is positives to it. Yeah, which, absolutely. You know, the, the film reasserts itself, too, in the positive, you know, by the yeah. end when they're in fucking space and having a video call and, you know, yeah, we all a, being friends. It is. It, it's the po it's the positive and the negative of it the, because yeah, the, the, the cost of being part of this capitalist society where you know well, yeah. our technology I mean, is designed to be addictive and I have a, to, yeah. to be dependent well, I, don't, I, have a, I don't 
I don't know how I'm supposed to feel when I open this uh, PlayStation app and I take a look at this thing and it says to me that I have 217 hours in Meteor Maker. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. <laughs> they want me to be proud, but I'm like, yeah. Listen, listen. That's here's, my life. Well, that's that's the other theme of the movie, though, right? Nothing yeah. matters. So fuck it. Like, live how you want to. Well, I need confirmation of a nuclear satellite first. Yeah. I just I don't want to be like you know, not for no reason. Back yeah. in Alia for nothing. Well, no, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like, just play video games. I guess you know, do what yeah. makes you happy. But just like, not to a not to a point where it's like a detriment to yourself. You know, yeah. that's really to like the people around you. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's true of anything. You know, like uh, yeah. excess in moderation. Because yeah, because we need other people, and that's what this movie we do. is trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's important. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's very much like the, the only reason most of this movie happens is because people are just like, eh, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really the vibe of this film yeah. for and a like, large portion of it. It's just like, hey, yeah, that's see where the this thing. Goes. Like me, I like I think that my life is like a fucking noir movie and I'm distrustful of everybody. And it's just like <laughs> maybe if I, I lived a little bit more like this, then things would work out a little bit more for me. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. Over on each other is a thing. They're not, you know, they're not constantly looking for advantage, even though yeah. in a lot of cases they, yeah. they probably should have been or, or should have been more. Yeah, because but, I mean, they people have, in general are just not malicious. So, yeah. well, I, I think they can be. In that's what makes this. Well, that's what makes it seem like a little bit more naturalistic. Like <laughs> when I just go to a place I haven't been to before here, like in DC, like or or like when I move to Chicago or whatever. Yeah. Generally speaking, and I know a lot of it's just because like I'm a white fucking dude, but I'm also not like the kind of white dude that's going to walk into a place and be like, I'm a problem. And that's like, well, there's just like a vibe about it. Like, you you know, there's just like a way of just 100 percent right. You come into a place and it's just like, oh, this is cool. You know, like, well, I'll just hang out over here and not, you know, just take it in. Yeah, you I'm respect also, your surroundings. You don't music try to take like charge of it. music venues. Yeah, like I love going to fucking shows. If I don't know the bands that are playing and stuff like that, I'm not going to try to get up front. I'm going to let the fans get up front. If I'm going to hang back and see what they sound like, probably stand by the soundboard because that's where it sounds the best. You know, like it, it's yeah. it, like it, I think like vendors is a lot like that. Yeah, I, I feel like, like just from the way this whole film kind of came together, because like, you know, when it wasn't this isolated set in this lab, things were pretty freewheeling and fun. I mean, yeah. fuck, before shit goes bad, they form a band. We yeah. should talk about this for a second. Yeah, they're end of the I world band. I don't know where Chico gets the drum set. That's but the it's a brand it's new drum set. motherfucker's sitting there and he's just fucking going off, right? And then suddenly, like, Fuckface is, you know, got his harmonica going, and then like we got the they, they find a piano and they got to check it for radiation, and they're yeah, like, oh, didgeridoo. it doesn't look great, guys, but we're bringing it two didgeridoos because he he shows a dude how to play it. Yeah, yeah, he shows the back. Yeah, it's uh, like they get the whole village to, to 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 like join in. Oh, yeah, they're just they're just thing too. With there's this there's yeah, scenes just, of this too. There's like different <laughs> scenes of it where they like there's one scene where they're just jamming. And There's a lot like, of scenes cool. where they're scanning everybody for radiation, and they got the Geiger counter, and everyone's like yeah. pretty cool. But then they scan the piano, and it's like a bit of a downer, and everyone's kind of like, uh. But they take it inside anyway, and goddamn, yeah. if they don't put it to good use. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the, the jam session in the daytime is really cool, but then they have the they do the fucking Kinks song days mm. uh, for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
it's it's they do the whole fucking song and it's wonderful like it's just one of those things where i'm like you know what uh, vendor said that they practiced for weeks wow <laughs> because they wanted to nail that and i was Aww. like you know what and the only thing that i can say about that scene is those wired lights are awfully close to the water oh my god I'm, oh thank god i'm not the only one who noticed that oh my god i thought oh it was such a nitpicky thing i noticed i'm glad i'm not the only one because <laughs> I, I was just thinking of myself you know like in 1999 i'd have been drunk that's i'm dead i'm dead i don't like unless i'm laying down on the sand i'm dead that's just yeah. the only mm-hmm. way i can see that because i'm gonna trip and i'm gonna drag it into the water with the me. water oh, absolutely it's absolutely it's gonna wrap around my leg a couple of times impossibly mm-hmm. yeah and then like all of the fucking uh bulbs will pop and then i'm electrocuted. we should die in a funny way <laughs> no i probably just would have been like one big fart and then i sink to the bottom anyway uh that song is great and it's funny that like william hurt like knows the words and stuff but he's like kind of like just kind of nodding his head off. Like, he's like a wallflower. He's kind of like such a sulky bitch the whole time. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like him. <laughs> like that's, that's the most like fun Sam he could have. Character. Okay. Like, he had a good time. Most he was smiling. Time. It was earnest. So, they they wean her off of the uh, the tyranny of her own image. By... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Also, right. He starts by having his desk and typing outside of the cage. And then yes. moves it into the cage. Yes. <laughs> And she's still yes. like you know yeah, screaming he, her heart aside. She goes into the cage he with rewrites the, the novel, brilliant. By yes, him and gives mm-hmm. it. And it's her mm-hmm. whole adventure. It's the entire. It's basically yeah. everything we just saw. Everything he narrated. That is yes. God, that is such a beautiful fucking gesture. Yeah. Like, and it's what cures her because he writes it out. Yeah. 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 And that's that's when you know how to feel about that. I think because mm-hmm. like cause, yeah, all he wanted to do was just help her because he loves her. And I like he, to he's fucked up. He's been trying to make good this whole time in a way. Yeah, he did have a moment where he was trying to get all like uppity with her. I was like, dude, you don't get to say shit about that. Yeah. 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 He's like, what are you fucking him? Kind of like, and it's just like, fuck you, dude. Like you fucked her best friend and real estate agent. Yeah. He yeah. gets chastised pretty quick. That's the same person, by the way. Like, yeah, it is. And he accepts it. And it's, you know, he grows from it, which is, mm-hmm. you know, healthy. It's weird. You need to film this long to show growth without it feeling forced, I think. Uh-huh. You know what? That's true. You know what? As a person, I'm a person who has always tried to, well, uh, bury the hatchet with my exes. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I got some that are they're cool. That weird, I guess. No I comment. Don't too many grudges. <laughs> no comment. Uh, it's a it, process. It, <laughs> anyway, anyhow. So it, it's it, so it, yeah. She puts cold turkey. Meanwhile, Sam I like, I like wondering. The fucking nothingness and like David's kind of like hanging out behind him. Like yeah, he, sure he, he doesn't get it too much. Yeah. make sure he doesn't stamp on a snake or something. At one point, I think my notes say uh, uh, Sam humps a tree for no good reason. He's like humping a tree for a while. Yeah, he paints you do a what rock. You gotta do. That's no, okay that's... because Sam tries to uh, after his mother dies. He tries to roll a, a tree that had fallen off the side of a mountain onto himself somehow. Yep. In his grief, he's not doing like, too. Yeah, it's a perfectly human Definitely. awkward moment. Yep. <laughs> It's one of those like things of like where grief, where you try and do like a really half thought out form of like not really serious suicide. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just self harm. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just wants to get back into the earth. 
basically. And then he makes like there's a yeah. point where he's like making a bad sketch of a rock. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He's laughing. He's, he's lost his shit. He has. Yeah. And that's what, when David is like, "Okay, you have to come." Well, I think that that's also his manner of detoxing, though, and that that's like yeah, a little bit. Oh no, that's reconnecting that's right, with the, the world time. because he literally like yeah, yeah drawing a yeah. rock because that's I mean, the only thing he don't like can know how to do. When there's fucking nothing else around. I mean, it's oh, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's probably lost. It's, it's progress. It, yeah, because David is like, okay, you have to come with me. We'll dream. Mm. We'll sit under the earth. We'll dream. You'll it'll dream be- between my brothers, and it'll yeah, cool, and it which it, is beautiful. It is like that's that's a really cool thing because it's like oh, I understand how that would work. Yeah, it's like just I mean, I think that's what I liked about it, it was like oh, no, plainly, clearly, very honest. Yeah. That's what you yeah. need. It's just sleep with up. Just yeah. sleep here. It's all right. It, David's it, such a fucking cool character. He's such I wish cool. he had more. Yeah. He's so like, he owns every fucking moment of the scene he's in. Yeah, like he's from a, the the second you a, see them like trying to work on the fucking engine until he's like taking care of dude by tying him to the chair and like it's funny so, too. He's, man, he's funny as fuck. He's funny yeah. as fuck. His, he's he's oh, a presence. He's, he's definitely like, a presence. Yeah. He, There's so many like of like these Malcolm. great characters in here. Yeah, like Malcolm from uh uh Neuromancer. Mm. Yeah, because he's just like that minor character, but he's he's a presence. Yeah, it's a, diff- yeah. It's a different energy, but like, yeah. There's but, just like there are you know they found a lot of these little like minor characters recurring like briefly a couple of few times that are really cool, like the the Russian uh, espionage like for hire lady. Yeah, she's yeah, funny as yeah. fuck she's <laughs> so yeah. funny i love it i okay i love okay no i need to talk about that scene because these these they're with her right and all the men are just arguing about money and she gives <laughs> she was just saying claire gives her this, weaver yeah she yeah, gives yeah. The, the lady bounty hunter a claire gives the lady bounty hunter a look and she gives her a look and they just laugh because he's yeah. these two fists are just arguing about yeah, shit the they're, they're just trying like, to like outperform like yeah, Sam wants mm-hmm. to buy, or uh, Eugene wants to buy the software, and Winter's like, "Oh, you think you can just buy that yeah, software? Yeah. You're detective, yeah. huh? Like, good luck." And the ladies yeah. are just laughing because they're dumb. It's this yeah. is dumb. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like right. men are being stupid, mm-hmm. and I really love that scene. <laughs> it's such a good. Lo- it's so great. Yeah. But then that Russian lady then sells them out later. That's why they have everybody chasing them in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. every time they check in it's one of these places, you find out that the 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 bounty on Sam has gone up, and it's from a different yeah. agency. It's like a stupid yeah. amount of money. It was like yeah. eighty five thousand the first time, and then it's like a half million. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like whoa, shit. It's like a stupid amount of money for one man who oh. didn't even do anything. Uh, well, I guess he stole he the prototype of the. Camp. He stole yeah. the prototype. Yeah, but that's Which like, that's it's, like really not, it's really not for him. It's for the prototype. That's yeah. what they're paying the that's money true. for. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have treated him well if they had gotten their hands on him. Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, they're not coming in guns blazing either. Yeah, well, they did you know, at the end, kind of literally. Yeah, there's a the, the, shoot the capsule the, hotel. They pick up the doctor. God, right. it's, it's still fucking crazy to me that like capsule hotels actually existed in the nineties and eighties. Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. that makes sense because you know, in cyberpunk, it's always like gender segregated. Capsule hotels are like run down and shit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like yeah, like you said, zero. It's like gender specific, which was. Oh yeah, you know, comedy ensued. That was actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm like no women. Yeah, <laughs> they're freaking out. She can't understand him. So Run around like a maniac. And then yeah, again, also it's just like a firefight. There's like yakuza guys shooting at CIA yeah. guys. It's, it's hilarious. Winter is tied up for some reason. Yeah, because yeah, Winter uh, got, got, got the drop on him. Hog tied yep. and gagged and like stuck in a capsule. And it's like yeah. this is hilarious. Yeah. 
so anyway. the movie and yeah then we get your you know the we, denouement you know like we get to yeah, yeah dismount from this thing and it's yeah. like yeah it's really kind of like this is Melancholy. see this is where yeah this is where i feel zero wanting a little bit more movie is yeah. like they do this kind of like voiceover wrap up like yeah. you know breakfast club credit scene kind right. of thing yeah it, it's given yeah. to us over through narration because he says this is like you know she'll this is never be in another relationship i'll never be in another relationship. everyone's pretty wrapped up but content i guess mm-hmm. at 30 yeah about like i mean yeah. i guess you yeah. know, and I yeah, guess you, you find know, out that Claire is 30. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, this is her 30th birthday. Um, and she's in fucking space. The movie literally gets to space. Yeah. And she's, you know, watching out for pollution outbreaks. Uh, six months yeah. spent with green space looking for pollution crimes. Yeah. Green space. <laughs> oh, God. That's so, so, so optimistic. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Uh, like, yeah, see, this movie, it like, just. It just but, wants to give you a little hug at the end, but we're all here in the future, like oh, crying. Man. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yep. you had such great, you know, yeah, intentions for us, and and you really saw the like goodness in people. Yeah, yeah. This that's movie why made, I love this movie. This you know, movie definitely like, made me think of nostalgia because, I, especially nowadays, when people are like, you know, especially the kids these days, and you know, our generation as well, are nostalgic for either you know a time from once past or a time they were never part of. Because everything kind of is really, really bad. It sucks right now. Well, when you're a kid, you just don't know how bad it sucks. And the older you get, the more you find out how bad it sucks. Well, well, but it's also getting worse. We're also living in a very turbulent part of history. Things are things suck more, I think, than they've had in a while. Well, like I remember, I God, I, I was really young when this started, but I like I was really interested in like the history around me. And like uh, the fun things about like the year I was born is like I'm two months older than the end of the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I share a birthday with uh, fucking Reagan. Uh, huh. But also Bob Marley. Hey. Cool. Also Babe Ruth. Eh, all right. Um, uh, yeah, let's see. Share a birthday uh, with uh, John Lennon and uh, Miguel de Cervantes. All right. See? Yeah. I was born the same year uh, that the Illuminous trilogy was published. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, even more fun than that was just kind of like reading about the times in which you were born. Mm. You know, like, yeah, man, Star Wars was really great. Also, hey, how about that energy crisis where people were like backed up for a fucking yes. while? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's it blows my mind sometimes yeah. when I read like what was going on in the world in 1978. It's insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Coinoffs, why can't you fucking like keep a goddamn uh, string of words uh, together to put a sentence sometimes? Is it because you smoke weed? No, it's because I grew up with leaded fucking gasoline. Uh-huh. My mom might have <laughs> smoked cigarettes and had a couple of beers when I was in the womb. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was a different fucking wild time. Uh, it's crazy that I even made it this far. <laughs> the base housing yeah, that me and my brother grew up in as kids got demolished mm. for asbestos and toxic chemicals. That I'm sure yep. had yeah. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. That's my excuse. Um, we yeah. drank from hoses. I literally mm. moved to a place that is near the epicenter of the the East Palestine Norfolk, Norfolk Southern crash because I would yep. literally move to a place that will probably give me cancer than live in Wisconsin anymore. I don't want to. It, well, I don't, I don't, Shadow Link, I got good news for you. You would have just by moving there, you would have gotten it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's actually blowing east anyway. You're fine. I would think Shadow Link and uh, uh, my and Shadow Link's generation are probably the last one on the tail end of getting like the the real fucked up chemicals and everyday things. 
but then again, I live in New Jersey next to a chemical plant. So who the fuck knows? Uh, Oh man, there's like radon everywhere. There's all sorts of like just everything's gonna process foods, guys. Processed foods are killing us. Yes, I keep thinking about antibiotics and all like chicken. Well, I keep I keep thinking I want to like dig up some of the backyard, put a little garden back there. And then I keep thinking about the fact that I'm under a fucking multi-decade flight path where several heavy metals have made it into the soil, and I'm not sure I want to eat that shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It's just they the do tell you to which... test your soil here before you before you grow tomatoes in. There's a lot of different stuff that just kind of sticks mm-hmm. around the top. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, like, typically, we did have some tomatoes this year, but we kept them in a little planter that was, like, on fresh soil that, like, we just had to sit on a table three feet above the fucking yard. This makes me wish for a beautiful French lady in a satellite to look for pollution crimes. Yeah. Which yeah. Really- oh, Sylvie. I did want to uh, make a point, kind of dovetail on mm-hmm. some of this stuff. Like, it seems like this movie is really trying to say something about, like, individual perception as well in, you know, true cyberpunk fashion. Um, Dreams. Like, well, yeah, and the subjectivity of perception um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but that, but in mm-hmm. that perspective, it's like, well, it, or it, yeah, from from that angle, then it puts the way that this film, the the dreamlike nature of this film, into perspective. Because, like, uh. well, think about like your own life, like mm-hmm. just in general, like how do you remember it? Because it's not going to look like an action movie or a biopic yeah. or something that tells you well, everything it's yeah it's gonna it's probably gonna end up feeling and looking a lot more like a dream well boy than... don't i have a quote for you that inspired the director hmm. uh, from australian oh. novelist peter carey quote what if all the promises of technology and of the road indeed of cinema itself came true and all the doors of perception were opened and at the end of it all in finding ourselves, we found nothing but paralysis and despair. What if the arrival turned out to be more perilous than the journey? What if the end of the road was the end of our dreams? <laughs> oh, I'm good. so glad you picked that. Yeah. I was, that, that was actually the quote I was going to read from that article. Yep. Uh, it does feel like so much, something I've been thinking a lot lately. It, it, in my youth, my friends and I, we were, we were quite the psychonauts. We ate as much LSD and mushrooms as we could find. And I always had this naive reckoning that, like, you know, if we just forget enough people to eat this, like, we could change like, all of society's, like, vibe, and maybe, like, things could get better. And, and now, in the modern day, people are literally microdosing, just finding out better ways that they can earn money yeah. for their companies. So, yeah. Uh, micro. Oh, yeah. It's the micro. Well, you, got, you got Rogan being like, yo, bro, did you ever try DMT? And, and it's this, like, this oh, brings man. me back to like fucking. This is, I just want to go off on a tangent about solar punk for a second. Oh, hey, wait. Like that. Say, hey, y'all. We have detached from talking about the movie a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think the podcast oh. madness has set in. We've been recording for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, well, the end of the movie does kind of have notes of that solar punk future, though, where, mm-hmm. where it's just, I mean, it's just green futurism is what it is. But there's nothing really punk about it. Like, if if you want to have, like, I enjoy it when cyberpunk uses, techno- like, this green technology for the benefit of the system um, because that's how it's going to be. We've got growing facilities that like hydroponic growing facilities already. It's going to be like, those are cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to work great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get there eventually, but 
point Hopefully. being, it's not going to be people like you and me who control that. It's going to be corporations yeah. who control oh, yeah. the technology that's keeping us going. I mean, that's going. the future that's, come, that's in the barrel. Like it's, yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, sorry. We'll have a subscription Scum, to we, it. What were, yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Scum? Uh, get I, your I, subscription I, to water.com so you can yeah. get your everyday water ration. <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah you ought to go li- listen you want you want a nice little time uh go back and listen to most defs um new world water yeah at least they have moisture evaporators now so <laughs> so we can make a living water, on tatooine water. yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah we'll all be water farmers uh, uh we'll be, we'll yeah, be share I, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, like why. Well, just <laughs> no. I mean, well, and that's that's what I think a lot of I think a lot of films in general really do try to encapsulate that sort of dreamy aspect because, like, yeah, I mean, when I really think about it, how do I determine what is real in my own mind because my life when i look back on it is just like a series of dreamlike images like oh, yeah. i don't i don't know what actually happened necessarily and it's yeah you you suffer from perpetual philip k dickism well mm-hmm. yeah you know, I mean, how memory really works and like I'll, I'll sit down with somebody from from my high school and say hey you remember this thing and it's like yeah but mm-hmm. i remember it a different way and it's it, it, yeah the science of it it's really perplexing it's like, and, what am I, actually I think remembering that this really happened that way the idea of like trying to transfer the sensations that you feel to another person directly so they can feel the same way like it, it's admirable in a way but we already kind of do that with art i think yeah. that's well, I mean, that's, I, I that's, that's the, the most effective way too. yeah exactly i mean he, here he is with this fucking four hour 48 47 minute you know kind of like image is a problem mm. you know like and he he's in a visual medium and he knows this he's he's yeah. aware of this he's mentioned this in an interview before you know like where he was just like no i know i work in a visual medium but here i am trying to show you the fucking dangers of it and he does it in this incredibly like serpentine like seductive way over the course of most of the movie until he basically says he grabs you by the fucking ears and he yells right in your face it's gonna fuck you up and it's gonna look like this and we don't really have facilities to treat people who <laughs> get too much screen time you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying yeah <clears throat> oh god vr porn is terrifying yeah 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 i can't imagine <laughs> Man. I just keep thinking of that scene in what was it, Maniac, with uh, fucking Justin Theroux. <laughs> yeah, oh, it made man. me like the guy when he stood up and he still had the thing attached. I was just like, "Bravo, sir! Yeah. Bravo!" Yeah. That's yeah. Great. We, we really do need to talk about that one too. That shit that was, was funny. fantastic. Oh, don't worry, Shadowlink. We'll talk about VR porn at one point. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking. About if you go to our Patreon, um, we'll onlyfeats.com. Uh, no, uh, Neon Dystopia. Uh, I forgot our fucking Patreon, guys. Wow. Oh, yeah. Been... No, hey, hold on. Before we get into the whole... Because we got Patreons and shit, but we'll get to that. You know about it. Anyway, um, it's the end of the year. Look it up. Uh, this is probably our last uh, episode this season. And yeah. uh, 
currently we're getting ready for next season. We're getting ready to put uh, Neo Dystopia online. We just need a couple more things tweaked up, and then it's yep. good to go. Uh, we may not be coming back like the first week or anything of uh, New Year's Eve because I don't yeah. know the yeah. size or shape of the hangover I will have. And um, it's uh, it might even be a couple weeks, but like we're trying to get the back end stuff done. Now we're going to come back with some things. We might sneak a bonus episode in there if I can line it up, but uh, it's we're just chill. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, we just got... mm-hmm. come to our Discord. Chill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we haven't hammered it out yet the 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 exact details, but when the site launches, we want to uh, also have sure. another like a uh, video chat with. Oh, well, we want everyone anyway. Yeah. We wanted to have one before now, but yeah, yeah we wanted to line up. Yeah, we want to do one sooner rather than later before yeah, yeah. the website, new websites up or whenever. Just we yeah. just want to have one because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was good seeing everyone. It really was. It was really good to, to like hang out and hear people's voices and yeah, their yeah. thoughts on everything. And you know, yeah. I really we really appreciate that. So. And frankly, yeah, we want to we want to fish a little bit. We want to see you know like what you guys think about where this should go. Yeah. Um, we have some ideas like we're, we're going to stay true to kind of what we've been doing. Yeah, this is going to um, like kind of take uh, you remember the, the Q&A episodes that we, we've done in the past. Yeah, uh, this is going to kind of replace that, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Instead of doing it like once a year, we'll just hang out like we'll, we'll have a meeting yeah, with the shareholders like once a, a month. <laughs> kind of like an AMA thing. Yeah. So. You yeah. Know, See what we're up to. Uh, we'll try to figure out like when's best to do this so that we can like try it maybe at different times of the day so we can hit other people who are in different time zones. Um, the all day thing is cool though. Like if we can make that happen, uh, we'll, we'll throw a party. You know, we figured out how to do some screen share and shit, so we might be able to watch some fucked up little movies and stuff that we have on our hard drives. Hell yeah! And just yeah. chill. Um, so yeah, hit us up. Uh, like I said, we're in a Discord. We are uh, at. Uh, patreon.com slash neon dystopia thank you um i am on fucking blue sky so if you guys are on blue sky go to at coin ops yeah they sent me my fucking code finally and it's fine it's it's like <laughs> fine it's, it's, fine. it's like oh hey yeah wow this was like you know as shitty as twitter but like before it got this shitty yeah shittier for it and yeah, shit it's fine it. yeah I'm following like a handful of people. I only got like two followers. It's fine. It's like a less shitty incarnation of that thing that was kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I went to. Oh, go ahead. Some of my favorite people that I followed are on this thing. And uh, fucking Drill just showed up and was like, like, he was just talking shit about Twitter. He was just like, yeah, I'm just going to post like whatever the fuck I feel like on this. Fuck Twitter. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Or I'll also pre uh, or repost something that I like posted on Twitter. What do you have to say about that, Musk? You know, like he's just I love him. That's great shit. Uh, also, what else do we got? Yeah, there's like Instagram, Facebook group. Find them. Yeah, you know, I'm there. on for editing stuff just to connect with other writers because all the writers went on it as uh, threads. So mm-hmm. you can find me at uh, editing underscore with underscore M uh, on threads. Don't know if that helps. Yeah. Don't. I don't know. Find me. Uh, if you need books edited for low rates, hit me up. Uh, I need money so I can continue to eat. Yeah, do that. And, uh, yes, drop a dollar under Patreon because th- this could not have happened without the support of all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you this episode. Dollar? Would you guys he, buy that for a dollar? I was gonna, oh, I was, he did it! It's a, uh, you know, we, I just realized this uh, last week. It's like for fucking however many years we had that thing up, not once did we quote Robocop. 
<laughs> yeah, we are absolutely yep. gonna just like post a shitty '90s GIF of that. <laughs> I buy that for a dollar. I want that. Just like paste it onto the site. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. Would you us. buy that for a dollar? So, if you yeah. would indeed buy that for a dollar, then please buy this for a dollar. Yes. Indeed. Right. Yeah. We're begging. And happy you. New Year, everyone. Happy yes. New Year. Yeah, yeah. You should also know, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your Patreon money is going to be going to get me a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're all so fucked. Well, and, all. and if just oh, if just oh, one, one of every million of our listeners send us, you know, a dollar. Hmm. We'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> and, and. If, if anyone sends me $8,000 a month, I'll shut up. Yes. I, I'm going to repost that forever. That is anyway, the so, uh, Yep. Yeah, so cool. <sighs> Stop staring at your screens, man. Um, touch, touch some grass. Is that what the kids say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Try not to be mid-flight in a Cessna when a nuclear detonation goes off above you. Yeah, and good luck in 2024. It's like going to be an electric an election year, which is going to be great. It's going to be great, guys. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know things are bad right now, but listen, friend. It it's going to get so much worse.